Blog Talk Radio. Already off to a banging start. The kids still say banging. Yep. What hip what hip slang is your daughter saying? I love you. Alright. Cute. Airplane. 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 Airplane, Daddy. Hey, it's Monday night. You know what that means. Monday night raws on. It means, no, Al, it means that you have found live at the sports attic. Well, you found Larcher and Lawrence and we are live at the sports attic. We're back. We took a week off last week. There was an illness over in my household. Seems like that's always the case. Last week was a little Yeah, that excuse is wearing thin. Yeah, I'm sorry. I do apologize. I'm sorry for that. But that's the last time I apologize tonight. I mean, what, do you guys got the plague going in that wood in that home? Just some kids get sick. You know, they go to daycare. Uh, they're either going to get it when they're young at daycare or they're not. If they don't go to daycare, then they're going to get sick when they go to preschool. If they don't go to preschool, they're going to get sick when they go to kindergarten. Mm. So it's just like they're going to get it. They're going to become immune to more things. They're going to build up the what do you call it? Antibodies. 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 Yeah. They're going to build those up and they're going to get there. It just takes a minute. So we're just sick in the house for a little while here. We're, got, we're coming out of it. You got to use that Clorox bleach. You absolutely. I mean, washing hands, trying to keep one kid away from the other. It's insane, Al. And by the way, I did just call you Al because you are my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher, the third. Yes. A uh, long line, a long lineage of uh, quality uh, Larcher. Three long. Yeah, it's long. Three's long. How many? How many threes you got in your family? Well, I mean, I I have a father and a grandfather as well. Are they? Do they the have long the same lineage name? of the Lawrence in name, right there. They're all Clark, Ronald, uh, no, Lawrence. They're all Lawrence. Oh no, no, well that doesn't count. It counts. No, it doesn't. It That's absolutely totally does count. You, you know, you can't legally put a three behind your name. Since you were so kind to announce me in after I announced you in. Yes. My name is Clark Lawrence. I am the host Ronald of Lawrence this show. The fourth. The host of this show. The Big Onion himself. Guys, if you want to join in on this here uh, and you're watching on Facebook Live, leave a comment there. Larry, thanks for watching. I see you over there. Uh, and God if you bless wanna, Larry. If you want to give us a call, you can give us a call. The number is 760-454-8834. That's 760-454-8834. If you have an issue with Al during this show or if you have a compliment for him, tweet him at Larcher Than Life. And he'll uh, he'll get you there. And if you want to uh, bitch at Clark, uh, kind kind uh, give him a compliment. Yeah. It's uh, Clark in Chicago. There it is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. At, 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 uh, at Clark in Chicago. Or uh, leave a comment over there on Facebook Live, and uh, and we'll get there. We'll get the email back up and running because uh, we may be we may be doing an AEW show at some point. I I'd really like that. I think that's something that we could uh, we could do pretty well. And uh, it's a two-hour weekly show, so it's something that we could watch. I'm going to guess they're going to keep up with the YouTube thing. That's one thing about AEW that they're just – I mean, it's their only outlet. So they're using YouTube, and I mean, YouTube's kind of old now, but they're using Twitter – very social media. They're, yeah. they're all over. Well, WWE has the largest 
a follower base of any uh, worldwide corporation. This They'll is tell true. You every week. This is true. Yeah, and they will tell you that, but nobody would expect the other com- this other company to. Well, they just got started. We want to discuss AEW, and I, somebody just brought something up. Do you remember at the Hall of Fame when DX got inducted this past year at WrestleMania? Yeah. And Triple H said to Billy, Billy Gunn, Gunn, who's hired as a uh, nah, not a promoter, he's a booker. I believe Billy Gunn's a booker with a AEW. Producer. Producer, I yeah. Producer. Yeah, producer. Uh, and he looked at him and called AEW a pissant company. Right. Do you think that he would say the same thing if that Hall of Fame was today? Well, he he may. I don't uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, they're definitely um, exchanging uh, unpleasantries to each other. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Cody Rhodes took a sledgehammer to the to Triple H's throne. I mean, that's as fun as I think it is, isn't it? I thought that was fun. Cody doing that, or or do you think it's just overboard? Are there people of pissed off about that right well now. i don't i don't maybe in the, within wwe maybe triple h but i don't think human beings normals outsiders marks fans would be and of course uh for those of you listening that we're talking about the double or nothing pay-per-view right here with this where cody fought against his brother dustin rhodes both sons of the american dream the dusty the dusty, dusty himself yeah uh and if anybody knows Dusty before the polka dots, like I know a lot of my people my age probably only knows him, the polka dot, the, you know, he's just knows a common him. man in Sapphire. I mean, it was fun. As a kid, I loved that. Gonna take my horse down the old town road. But is he not known huh? for years before that, having some matches? Was it well, he was, he was one of the great, uh, great wrestlers, one of the great territory guys working out of Florida, uh, where he was also the head booker. And, yeah, he had some great matches in NWA, most famously with Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was watching Absolutely. some matches the other day where he uh, he was down in Florida, and he was having a hard time. So his old buddy Andre the Giant shows up to Uh-oh. tag with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I desire to come here in the tag with the, uh, the Dusty if he needs me or a single match. I don't care. That's cool. That's a that's a lot of my childhood right there. I never I never saw that though. I mean that was before my time. Yeah, a little bit, my late seventies. Yeah, I uh, I was watching old WWE uh, footage and I saw Andre the Giant, uh-huh. and he was on the the Tuesday show. You remember the Tuesday Titans? Yeah, a little bit. And yep. uh, so he he goes and he's uh, he's doing the Tuesday show, and uh, uh, it's earlier in the evening there was a Calypso band that played there. I don't know why. That's Somebody else sang, so Vince McMahon's like, uh, oh, this band sang earlier, and Andre's like, oh, I want to sing then. I, kn- I know the fish song. And Vince is like, uh, you you could sing a fish song. The fish song? Yeah. So, and oh, none of it made amazing. any sense, and I was very oh. high, so it was very confusing. It's amazing. But Andre goes over, and there's a tiny stage with the Calypso band behind him, and he gets uh, he gets up there, he's like, okay, uh, play very quiet. And they're like playing, he's like, no, 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 too loud. And then they keep playing. He's like, no, slow down. Quieter, slow down. I mean, so they start playing their drums. And and then he has somebody come and hold the microphone. And then he just starts doing an impersonation of a fish. And none of it made any sense. And then it was over. Perfect. This sounds brilliant to me. Absolutely brilliant. 
But anyway, yeah, Dusty Rhodes' sons we're talking about, and Cody fought against his, his yeah. brother. So the big match. Or double or nothing. The match I predicted was going to steal the show. Steal the show. You did not. I did. I did. Come a couple on. weeks later on forums, they're like, what match is going to steal the show? Everyone was going Kenny Omega. I'm like, no, I think the emotion is in that Dusty. Is, are, is it possible for Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho to steal the show? No. Wouldn't I they just hold down court like – yeah, there's there's high expectations. That Jericho's not the Jericho of ten years ago. That said, he's still able to be entertaining and put yeah. on a damn fine. Uh, he is evolved. performance, a damn fine show. If you don't understand wrestling, okay, a peak of a wrestler, really early thirties is when they start finding themselves. By thirty five to about forty three is wrestlers' peak, and really at once past forty they start slowing down. AJ Styles, you're seeing it now. He's he's not AJ Styles from a year ago. Sure. But I, you know what, he he joined WWE late, and that was he the did. first time I got to see him. Yeah. Um, it uh. Everything all right over there? Yeah, we're good. All right, we're good. Okay. Uh, as I was saying, we, we uh. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, what was I saying? Wait. Hold on. Here we go. No, 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 no. Here no. it is. Here it is. Oh no. Oh shit. Wait. Here, this is good. This is. I've been waiting for this moment all night. This is you're timely. I'll give you. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a very serious yes. business, Clark. What were we talking? Um, here's the thing. I think Jr. did that on purpose. Like that's his whole persona is that. He doesn't have to know exactly what's going on because mm-hmm. he wants to be surprised as well. He's staring at the paper you, trying to, to figure it out. To be able to give you an experience. If you're watching a live sporting event, you don't know what's coming out of that. That's kind of what you want out of your announcer here, and he's doing a great the job. The best part is Excalibur is sitting next to him. He never looked up. And you just see him crack up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JR never looked up. No, no. Uh, they're going to they're gonna fine-tune that a little bit, I think, and – one of the I, worst parts of the show was Jr. I think Jr. should do a few matches a night. That's what I'm saying. Have, bring him out for the main event. Sure. The big stuff. Yeah, and maybe he could study a little bit about a few things yeah. here and there. He could, he could read some stuff in the back. He could. I appreciate that he drink. didn't know certain things about the matches or about what happened after matches. I, I appreciate that, but he should know what the hell's going on. That seems appropriate coming from you. You get what I mean? I do. All right, good. Uh. Larry chimes in over here on Facebook. We we mm-hmm. can jump back to AEW and stuff, but uh, this ties back to something that uh, that I had listened to recently. But speaking of wrestling, I saw MLW Saturday Night and Kevin Von Erickson's debut. Oh wow, they were outstanding. Good. Uh, good lineage. Yeah. Well, I I finally watched uh, the uh, the Viceland stuff. Uh, Beyond the Ring. Yeah. I didn't watch the Von Eric one yet. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, watch that. Yeah, it is a good one. Uh, it, it's not. There's some serious stuff that happens, but the whole thing is not as uh, dark as you would expect. Um, and I, I guess they must have debuted for MLW, like they've been around. But it'd be really cool if they ended up being good enough to maybe get signed by AEW. Uh, a, a funny side story. Yeah. You remember, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to go to the hotels. And uh, I, I oh, stalked the wrestlers. Tell me you got the tornado. N- n- not, not quite, not quite. Uh, but I, it is a Von Erich story. Okay. So we're, we're we're you sit basically you sit for like an hour, hour and a half waiting for something to happen. All of a sudden, the doors open. 
a smoke plume starts coming from the floor, and in walks the Undertaker. Oh, that's brilliant. And, you know, he's walking, and he this motherfucker's always in character. Like, mm-hmm. you're watching, he's in character. So he's slowly walking. And you're a kid just yeah. waiting to get an autograph, maybe from people, maybe just to see your heroes. He's got his hat in his hand. Yes. It, literally, he's carrying the hat, you know, he wears to the ring with his with a travel case. And uh, I, I'm like, hey, Undertaker, can I, can, can I get your hat? He just goes, no. Yes. So we get, we get to the elevator. He's clearly not going to sign any <laughs> autographs. So one kid pretends to hit him in the back with a steel chair as the Undertaker's facing the elevator waiting for it to open. And Did he un- have a steel chair or was he yeah, mining he just, it? Uh, he was improvising. An improv. It's Chicago. Know, improv. So he was improvising the steel chair, and Undertaker just jets his uh, head. Just jerks his head to the side and looks at the kid. And then all of a sudden, some kid goes, Undertaker, Kerry Von Eric just killed himself. Are you going to be handling the funeral arrangements? What? What? Why did they ask him? Shouldn't they ask Paul Bear? Well, they should have. I th- Paul Bear he wasn't was a around. real funeral director. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Did Undertaker crack? He didn't respond, no. Thank goodness. I mean, he could have gotten pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, wow. a, that's quite a statement. <laughs> These kids are brutal. No, that's terrible. Like, today that would not fly. No, no, today uh, the uh, other fans would have carried him out of the Watch the Von Erich thing because uh, the kids, uh, the, his kids are doing stuff. So, I mean, yeah. the MLW is a step above. It's, I mean, I think uh, right now it would go AEW, Ring of Honor. There's a few others that you know. Yeah. MLW is kind of there because Court Bauer. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that? it's a known thing. Um Rev Pro, I'd put in front of it. I forget where they just did the show, but I think I think Larry uh, had to, had to drive a minute to go see it. Like they they play like Milwaukee. Oh, they just did a show in Milwaukee, I think. Okay, that might have been the Milwaukee one, but they they play here in town every few. Yeah, months. I, I I see some ads for them. AAW's the my, other my guy Gringo one. Loco has done some shows with them. Did uh, he sign with uh, AAW? Did he sign Pentagon? No, I thought he did. No, not, that'd be amazing. I thought you sent me something. No, like. that was when he signed with MLW. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, I mean, that that's big. That's big, like, that's, sure. That's he's, he's a working wrestler. He's great. Uh, I think he did a show with, with Pentagon. He he had a match with Pentagon? Yeah. Or did a show with Pentagon? I think he had a match. Wow. I know he did with the L.A. Park. That's a, that's pretty, La that's Park. pretty big, man. Yeah. Uh, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. It's, it's been eight days removed now, but it's our first opportunity to discuss it in a whole. Uh, we're not in a hole, Clark. We're in an attic. We're in the sports attic, which you could join in at 760-454-8834. That's the number to call, 760-454-8834. And now let's fall back into your hole. Yeah, I mean, I know that you taught me one thing, Al. We do not watch free shows. In fact, no. I believe the last pre-show that you would watch before this was Ryback's last match and we because we were there live right. for it. If I'm – if I'm going to a live wrestling show, I like to get there for everything. That's when you had the, the place was quiet for some reason during the Ryback yeah, match. Dead. And you yelled out, you still got it. A guy who's seemingly in his prime. Yeah. Which this is the best it gets, pal. Yeah, to Ryback. And, like, it got laughs, like, sections long. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, uh, our section that heard it. It was one of your bets. You know, I used to be the chief voice. Of the Rosemont Horizon. Was that in your own mind, or was that? I uh, no, no. There was no doubt. I was the loudest voice at the Rosemont Horizon. Like, would you get like who started would you the have most guys dance? as you're walking? I'll go, hey buddy, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. And you I, did. Well, I had people staring at me to shut up work, too. I've seen. Oh, of course. Which you're fine with. You, you'll be a heel to sell. Sure. 
your face. Born heel. All right. But uh, you taught me no pre-shows. But so I did not see the uh, the uh, the blackjack, the twenty-one man battle royal. The pre-show got ripped on pretty heavily. It's horrible. See, and when we saw them do the battle royal, it was all in. It was a very fun. Yeah. And was that just because we were live? Do you think that people who saw this live well, might have had more fun with it? There were no stakes. Well, there were pork chops, but there were no stakes. Is it because you knew that Paige was gonna? No, you didn't know Paige. He wasn't in the rumble. But the winner of the rumble gets a main event shot at the. So uh, what do you mean? There's no stakes. Well, that's what I'm saying. This match had stakes. Right. The match we saw didn't have any stakes. Oh, so it could it be more fun. This one here, you want like if you're gonna put up your world title to these guys, everyone put in them the, over. Everyone in the rumble was a jobber. There was a guy without legs for Christ's sake. Oh, that's great. You know the guy without legs isn't gonna win a shot at the world title. Ah, passport issues here, Al. This is the problem. Yeah. They had to punt. They had, that's their first big obstacle. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, dude. All right. Thank you. Am I wrong? I do not no, roll Clark, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Why Why does that make me an asshole? That's the line from The Big Lebowski. Oh, Walter. Yeah. He okay. goes, am I wrong, dude? Am I wrong? And he goes, no, Walter, and you're he, not wrong. You're just an asshole. And he on it. Peed on the rug, dude. And he fucking. Woo, peed on that the rug. That rug really tied the room together. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't fun, but Paige ended up coming in at some point. Yeah, he was, I think, the last entrant, and uh, he cleaned, he, uh, a couple of uh, MJF thought he won. Okay. Um, is it MJF? Yeah. Like Jacob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, MJF thought he won it, and then Paige kind of popped back in. He does that uh, slingshot lariat from the ropes, one of his uh, big moves. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, he he, uh, he nailed it. You know, I actually saw Hangman Paige wrestle about eight years ago. Young. Six, seven years he ago. Was yeah, pretty yeah. Pretty green. Because what is he? Mid 30s, low 30s? Somewhere in there? Somewhere in there. I uh, I was looking back. I was trying to figure out what Ring of Honor show I was. And I was like looking at the times when I used to go to Ring of Honor. And I never remembered anything from those Ring of Honor shows. I still don't remember. I go, I went to one a couple weeks ago. I couldn't tell you who wrestled. Nagata was there. I remember Nagata. Okay, good. Uh, but I don't remember any of the matches or the outcomes. Ring of Honor to me is like. Um, it's like a banana split at a high end. It's like going to Margie's for a uh, banana split. You know, it's amazing while you eat it. But, you know, a week later, you're going to forget you even had a, a banana split. Okay. Yep. Uh, so Adam Page ended up winning it. 16 minutes flat. Yep. That's how long that match uh, took there. Then the pre-show had a singles match. Kip Sabian defeated Sammy Guerva. Yeah, again, nobody cared. And then they kicked off the show. Well, they brought out uh, AEW. The, they brought out the elite people. Uh, the elite. Kenny Omega came out. Okay. The the young bucks, Cody, Brandy Rhodes. Yep. And they thanked everybody, and then uh, like, oh, we're about to go live, and uh, this is still the pre-show. It's right at the end. Oh, I see. And then they they talked up their sensor uh, the sensory things. They got uh, their little bag as they give out for the. Did they do that people. still on the pre-show? Yeah, it was still tacked. I looked. I thought it was the start of the main show. It was the kick. It was the last thing on the pre-show. That's a good place for it. Yeah, you'd have liked that better. Too much remembering it though. Yeah, but it was. It would have been. It was. I mean, I guess since you're watching the next show, you feel like you're. You you just need to be wrestling. Wrestling. It was the moment where they were bringing in the show. Like that should have been the focus. We're about to kick off AEW right now. This is your last chance to order. Yeah, but I like. 
I still liked it. Uh, I liked that it had a place, and they were able to announce it. I know you did. Yeah, have the announcers bring it up during that stupid rumble. I get it. Oh yeah, that's it. They could they could even cut away to the back at the at that time uh, and show them. Before we get to the card, it job. is awesome that they have that available at arenas. You you agree with me on that? Sure. I mean, more people can go to shows. Yeah, but I here, if I have a kid who's autistic, right? Right. Who doesn't like loud noises? Right. I'm gonna know this. Right. So, but so if I'm gonna go to a show that has loud noises, I'm gonna bring, either not go or bring the kid uh, by, properly manage my kid's. But situation let's say this let's say this you don't go to a lot of live wrestling events uh-huh because one having a special needs child it does cost a lot of money so people sometimes are struggling here i'm just saying a lot of families out there might not have known but they would have been watching that free show maybe not watching the actual show uh-huh paying the 50 bucks to watch it maybe they were watching the pre-show and they're at home and they have an autistic kid they would have never thought hey that's something i can go to until they heard them talk about it on the show. Like, they wouldn't even have thought of going. That's that's where I think well, it's Well, I'm saying that if you have an autistic kid, you're going to know where he can go, where he can't go, where she can't right. go. Right, but you would think they couldn't go and to that gonna... until they tell you that they can. Like, but, you're not going to search that out. But all they're doing is giving them head, uh, earplugs. You're not going to sh- search out AEW. Eh, they have some other things, like sensory to, to take things. Yeah, yeah. so you're going to I mean, when, if you, if, if God forbid one of your kids was autistic, and they're, they're beautiful children, right. I'm not saying there's anything bad with that, but... I'm sure you would want a healthy child, it, but if you had an autistic kid, yeah. you would always have fidget spinners on you. Sure, and you would I, always have earplugs readily available. But I would never have thought. I I I don't think I would have ever thought. Hey, uh, there's an AEW show. They do pyro and stuff there. I would have never thought I could go. But now I know because I saw. But it you on know TV. about earplugs, and if that's the solution, you should be on top of it. But I don't know that they have that stuff available. Like going and finding that stuff before the show that adds another layer of things. If you can just get one for free at the show, sure, that's something else. I'd say that it gives more people the opportunity to. I'm go, getting my I'm bag next it. time I'm there. Get it? I know because yeah. we. Don't, I don't like loud noise. We don't noise. like the pyro. I don't. Everybody's so happy me. they have the pyro. I was like, you could leave that shit out. Save on the budget. Am I old? A little bit. I mean, you're wearing a shirt that says Big Onion, so I think that, that does what make does that you pretty old. Oh, and you're you're young and hip with your Kevin Steen shirt. Damn right. I got an indie wrestling Fucking shirt on. wrestling hipster here. I'm as hip as it gets, man. Fucking wrestling Man! <laughs> well, anyway. So get on. We, we got we to the bottom on. of that. So, okay, so let me go over a couple things I didn't like about the show, because overall the show was great. Okay. Uh, so I don't want to dwell on the negatives. I just want to get them out of the way. One, Jim Ross... Is too old, too out of touch. He doesn't fit this product. And I understand thinking he's a name that's going to draw people in, but in the long run, it's going to hurt you. I, use Jim Ross, by all means. Make him a commissioner. Let him do the last two matches of his show. You know, bring him out. He's something special. Make him special. Don't water him down sitting out there for four hours, calling matches he knows nothing about with people he has no interest in finding out about. That's number one. Number two, the editing. I, there were points I got seasick. The, the camera cuts. I was all over the place. Hell, even when they unveiled the world title, they couldn't get a clear shot of it. Ooh, yeah. That was pretty bad. That one was on Brett, right? Do you think? No, I, I think I think the camera crew screwed that one up. I, I think I think the director. I think everything. It, it was just bad. Uh, three. Uh, show was too long which is true of all wrestling shows these days. And 
four, give us something earlier in the night. It was too much of a build towards the end where the first couple, the first hour and a half was kind of stale. Okay. Like, you know, you, you, you could have skipped it and you wouldn't have missed much. One thing I worry about is it's very easy to deliver great wrestling when you have great wrestlers, right? Uh-huh. You could say, all right, I want so-and-so versus so-and-so. These are some of the best wrestlers in the world. Those two so-and-sos are going to put on a great match that's going to be entertaining. And if you enjoy good wrestling, a lot like NXT, you're going to get that, and they're going to deliver. The problem is when you have a TV show, you've got to fill uh, segments, and you've got to be entertaining. And the one segment on this show I heard it was, it, was an absolute disaster yeah. with the librarians shushing. Whoops, whoops. I, I, uh, Kylie Rose or Kylie Ray is a local girl. Uh-huh. I like her very much. I follow her on Instagram. I followed her career. Um, and I'm happy she's there. Uh, one promo in, I had already hated her. Okay. I was like, oh, my God, Jesus, come on. They're learning who they can uh, give free reign to with their creative uh, abilities. Am I wrong? Like, well, that was clearly a written bit. Like, right. You know, They'll figure that out. Yeah, well, you hope. I mean, I don't know. WWE gets a lot of criticism for their bad segments, so let's sure not give them a free pass gonna... just because they're the indie darlings right now. I, you do forgive them for a little bit during the show, right? Well, no. If your one segment blows, then, you know, that, no. That's a, a failing grade on promos. You're going to forgive them a bit. Are you going to give them, a, like, a, a month or two to get their to get their TV show together? Or do you think... No, I'm going to be... I'm going to be... Show number one needs to be top of the line in production, you know, uh, build. They have to be number one in all of that right from the beginning. Me, personally, as a professional wrestling uh, broadcast journalist. There you go. Who has experienced more, I'll say this, I've seen more live five-star matches than uh, maybe 95% of the world. Wow. I've witnessed. You've seen them live. I've seen them live. I've been there. I I witnessed Stone Cold turn into Stone Cold Steve Austin with blood gashing from his his face is Bret Hart has him in the sharpshooter. I saw Kenny versus Jericho in Japan, number one. I have seen Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a five-star steel cage match. Wow. I, I've been there, man. I, I've, I've seen it all. That's definitely, so, you've seen more than I have. I saw Ric Flair win the world title off of Macho Man Randy Savage in the Hoosier Dome. Jeez. I was there, man. So my, my credibility speaks for itself. So day one, wow, you week heard, one, you heard the resume there, folks. show one, you heard the resume there. Damn right, show one. I am going to be critical of what I see is wrong. Now that doesn't mean that it's bad or they can't correct it. Just as their camera, their camera work is shitty. It was shitty during that show, but that was the first show. So I'm not giving them a break. I'm just saying this needs to be fixed. Well, listening to John Moxley discuss things it sounds like that the, the matches they're not telling the camera crew what exactly is going on with things if they don't exactly get the shots right then that's going to be okay however it does sound like they were trying to get all of the shots right. well of course they were trying and it sounds like they were getting you were getting a little seasick watching such a thing i'd like to thank so it sounds Mark. like they failed did they fail a little bit at it they failed yes okay. I, I would give the camera work a c plus they'll, they'll get better at that which is fine. Last show uh, that they did, well, the not AEW, but you know the the guys behind AEW. Last show they did all in that we were at. They had a lot of they had the Ring of Honor production and all of that, and they've been doing it for quite some time. All of them. Yeah, I don't watch Ring of Honor television. 
Yeah, me neither. So I have no idea. But they've been doing it weekly, and you know, and not everybody. I'm sure that they got some Ring of Honor guys over here, and some people who've done it right. before. But they're still trying. Oh, you're to right. It out, I so. didn't. I didn't see a lot of problems watching all in. Yeah. Nor did I see a lot of problems when it was New Japan, and uh, Ring of Honor. And, right. Uh, Those uh, guys Madison do it all hard. the time. Like this is the first show that this company has produced with them. Uh, that said, I mean, I'll give them a little time with that. This, as far as Jr. goes. Uh, I guess maybe it's because lately I've been listening to his show with Conrad. Which no, so boring. I'm not going to listen to him anymore. I, I've given him a shot, but I told you about the squeaky chair during the Owen episode, which is a great, <laughs> great insight, very cool stuff. But all you kept hearing was Jr.'s squeaky damn chair. Yeah. Every time Conrad would start talking for about 50 seconds. And then there's an episode where he's clearly eating a sandwich. He is eating. He's sniffling in another one. Yeah. During the curtain call episode. I mean, he's he look. He's sixty. I understand, and I forgive him for that. But anyway, well, I'm just saying. His, watching his, that show, he's talked a lot about like, hey, there are some things that he doesn't want to know about what's happening at AEW. My question for you is, Al, do you think that's him just trying to give you to forgive him for any uh, yes any failings yes, that he absolutely. has? Absolutely. He's like, I don't want to know. He's like, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, what the fact that these women in the ring are uh, Japanese, and I'm going to call them uh, 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 Chinese. No, he wouldn't do that. The, the whole the men's match where they had the Chinese wrestlers. The... It was like a men's match, yeah. Okay. Was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was the Chinese promotion. Right, that's but right. But all the wrestlers in the ring were actually Japanese, and well-known Japanese wrestlers. Oh, and Jared didn't know that. And he he kept, oh, these Chinese wrestlers are very good. You know, he kept he kept screwing that up, and it's like, Dude, you, you, that's something you should know. Like the, these guys are professional, high-end wrestlers, wow. world wrestlers. You know. I, I'm with you. I'm with you now, but too long. How how long was that show? Three and a half. I think it was four and a half. Wow. Yeah, that's a long show. Um, actually, I have it right here. Let's see here. Larry brings up a point about Jim Ross. He says he was hired as much for his knowledge of the business as his announcing. But then, much to your point, why why is he announcing so much? Three hours, forty seven minutes. Okay, right. Number one, he's he's announcing too much. Number two, what knowledge of the business is he bringing in? I mean, yes, he he's worked in the wrestling industry since uh, the the golden era. Uh-huh. You know, he's sixty seven years old, and he started when I think when he was in his twenties, so early twenties, so possibly even teens. So this guy. Where am I at? I don't Jim remember Ross. where I'm at. He's where I started right announcing in his early So, uh, you know, he has this knowledge, but he has been based in the WWE sports entertainment way of doing things for so long. He is a guy who's been critical of the too much flippy stuff. Yeah. He's a guy who's been critical of the uh, Joey Ryan's penis flips. He's a guy who's not in tune with what wrestling is today. So, yes, he, he probably can help you with a promo. Yes. Uh, that uh, Dusty, Ro- the the Dustin versus uh, Cody match, which uh, harkens back to uh, Mid South uh, wrestling I want from the nineteen seventies. That's an old school match. He could help you with. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Completely. And by the way, you know his commentary on that match wasn't all that great. Jeez. Here's a guy who is invested emotionally in these two guys. And back in the days when uh, you know he was calling matches in the Attitude Era, would have been like, my God, my God, he's dying. You know, I've known him since he was a kid. This has gone too far. Stop the damn match. Yeah. Where it was like, hey, he's bleeding. Oh, 
I don't know what to say about this family. Yeah. Quite a family. Yeah. You know, the, the motion, it got their points, but it's not what I would have wanted. Were you happy with JR with anything? I just think he didn't. He, the two guys who were there, the dipshit guy and Excalibur. Excalibur, by the way, I haven't really heard him announce much. He was fantastic. That guy filled in all the blanks. My God, if they could get uh, Kevin Kelly in there, that it would be a wonderful broadcast to crew. Well, my thing is, I think they have the other two guys there to kind of pick him up because, sure, he was doing play-by-play, but he wasn't the only one who would do play-by-play. But he's not the play-by-play guy. That's not what he. No, he's he's brought in as like an analysis. It's the 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 dopey guy who, who uh, doesn't have a face for camera. Number then one. He's he then he's talking all over him. Then he's talking all over him. He is. He's he's trying to take over and, and do the the play by play one. Really, he's just supposed to do an it's it's play by play guy. He doesn't know his role. Analysis and slash lead. He needs the rock to have a conversation with. Him. And then you have the color guy in the mask who explains everything perfectly. Explains moves. Explains where these guys come from. Excalibur is a fantastic part of that broadcast team, and I think you build around him. Okay. All right. I'm down with you there. Uh, the show kicked off with SoCal Uncensored. Yeah, like those guys, fun. Veterans, if you're a fan of indie wrestling, you know who their face is. They defeated the Stronghearts yeah. in a six-man tag in 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, SoCal, I think they'll be good for the show. Yeah, fans are behind them. They, the AEW show. They remind me a lot of the Undisputed Era in AEW. And then, of and course, no, you had uh, Kylie Ray, Chicago's own, as you mentioned. Nyla Rose and Dr. Britt Baker were, were competing in a triple threat match. But just beforehand, Brandy Rhodes, the wife of Cody, mm-hmm. comes out and announces that it will now be a fatal four-way match, and Awesome Kong comes out. Love Awesome Kong. I've seen her. I've seen her work in uh, Ring of Honor. I've seen. I've witnessed her live. Uh, a, a massive woman. Of course, she's on the uh, Netflix show. Uh, yeah. She, yep. She's the welfare queen. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So she's, she's got really a good re, re, uh, uh, re, resurgence in popularity. One thing I didn't like about this is you have Stephanie McMahon in the WWE, who everyone is just freaking sick of, who plays this character where one minute. She's the corporate darling uh-huh. doing all, Connor's cure, and oh, we got to fight for the women. And then the next thing you know, on the TV, she's playing this villain who wants to, you know, stop everything and make everything miserable and, and destroy wrestlers. And she always has to be the center of attention. Well, how is that different than Brandy, who starts the show, the pre-show, talking about the sensory thing? Uh-huh. And now she comes out here, and she's seemingly a heel. Uh, Disrupting this match with her make one, she makes it look like she's about to add herself at the ring, which was right. a nice tease. Right. I get that, yeah. good heel move. Sure. And then she brings out Awesome Kong almost as a manager of sorts. So, and and is she is she uh, ahead of the women's division? Is she an active competitor? See, there's still a lot of holes to the puzzle. Yet. We don't know this yet. Right. It, it hasn't been discussed. These are things that need to be addressed. I don't. I wasn't too bothered by it. Well, I know, but I, you know, you got you. Well, these listeners are paying money, not paying anything to listen to this show, uh, so you got to give them something. You got to give them things to Fair. think about. I, I agree. I agree with you. That is something to think about. I just, I disagree. I, I thought it was okay for this match. Maybe don't continue to play that Stephanie character. We want something different. I, I'm just saying there's a little bit of confusion with the Cody and Brandy Rhodes character. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, awesome Kong. Was in uh, the 2012 Royal Rumble. She was. 
She got pregnant, I believe. Just before that. She but gets she played injured, Carmen. pregnant. Yeah, yeah, she was pregnant. Like, before she ever got to wrestle. Um, so, yeah, the Fatal 4-Way match. Some people thought Kylie Ray may get it. Yeah, I wasn't one of those people. I mean, she's young, and uh, she's Bailey. You know, she's very much a Bailey character. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, by the way, I was watching uh, some documentaries on uh, the network last night. Okay. And one of the big thing, one of my biggest beefs with that network is they have these great shows. They do four episodes of them, and then you never see them again. And they had a show called um, Also Known As. Yeah. And it was uh, there were only four or five of them. It was like the the. Oh, I like that one. It shows them through their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their indie yes. careers and like their parents and they how did they grew Luke up. Harper, they did Seth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you've yeah, seen it. I've seen a few That's of it, those. But those were done a year ago, and they didn't. And they never. Updated. No more. So, but anyways, they did a Bailey one, and uh, yeah, that was good. Anyways, Kylie Ray very much like Bailey character, character wise. Um, yeah, I didn't think she was gonna win. Uh, did Britt Baker end up winning? Is that what? Uh, yeah, the doctor, who is a licensed dentist. She is. I believe. Uh, 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 Kylie Ray just got her degree. I saw her post it on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh. So from a local school, if I recall. Yeah, that sounds right. Very, uh, very educated women's division. Pretty. That's cool. Sure. Hopefully that means that uh, they 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 can really learn to uh, master their craft. I just went on Wikipedia to look up uh, AEW. I have no doubt that they can. And I got the it's uh, the Airborne Early Warning and Control. Ooh, ooh! Thank you for letting us know. So radar on the rockets. Oh. Yeah. Military. That's, That's good. Uh, then the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Barreto, defeated Angelico and Jack Evans in a tag team match that went 12 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah, here was. Uh, oh, by the way, the Stronghearts were the uh, the Japanese the, the Japanese wrestlers who were from the Chinese promotion. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just one footnote there, but the best friends, Chuck and uh, Chuck Taylor, Trent Barreto. I've never been a big fan of these guys. Uh, they're they're good. They remind me a lot of like uh, the the, the Brizango, you know, where uh, yeah. they're just there. They're they're kind of funny. They've done some work in New Japan. Um, they're definitely going to be a key feature to that tag team vision, division, which could be one of the best ever. Uh, I know that they're looking okay. to make it the best ever. Sure. Uh, which is exciting. So yeah. we get a, a little taste of uh, some tag team wrestling. Okay. Uh, Okay, match. Twelve minutes, thirty-five seconds. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Seems like it was all right. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it's about all I have to say about it. I was in and out. A kid was running around. I don't know. Then you had your six women tag team match. Thirteen minutes and eleven, ten seconds. So Kenny Omega, who's one of the uh, the founders of the uh, uh, of the AEW, um. Wanted to do something similar to what WCW did with the cruiserweights. Eric okay. Bisch- Eric Bischoff brought in the cruiserweight division, brought in Jushin Thunder Liger, you know, uh, young Chris Jericho, right. uh, Rey Mysterio, uh-huh. and uh, he built around this cruiserweight because the WWEs were all big guys. So he wanted to show a different style of wrestling. Kenny Omega said, "I want to do the same thing in AEW." But let's do let's bring in the flavor of the Japanese women's wrestling, and that's what you got here. You you have four uh, highly regarded uh, Japanese women wrestlers, one of them being a legend uh-huh. in Anja Kong, okay, who you know uh, 
uh, the, the Kong we were talking about earlier. Uh, awesome. Awesome Kong. Uh, uh, you know, took, her name took a that. lot of, uh, of okay. moves and style from because uh, Aja Kong's. Uh, she's a bigger lady. She's a scary looking woman. Forty-eight years young. Yeah, <laughs> no spring chicken. Hot dog. Uh, she yeah. looked. She looked every bit of it. Um, I, but I enjoyed this match a lot. This was the first match in the show where I'm like, all right, this is this is gonna be fun. And okay. uh, one of the girls I thought was beautiful. Like I, I was going through them, and she's also an actress. Um, probably not. Gonna, oh, I did. Uh, Hikaru Shida. Oh, okay. Hikaru Shida. Yeah, I thought she was beautiful. Beautiful woman. And uh, 30 years old uh, actress and wrestler. Um, all very skilled. All of them pretty much. Tra- I think they were all trained pretty much by uh, the lady who was dressed like uh, Queen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, who was dressed like uh, Freddie Mercury. Emmy Sakura. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good match. It had violent moments. You saw that hard-hitting nature that you don't generally see with American women wrestlers. Did you catch your girl, Hikaru, uh, in the 2010 movie Mutant Girl Squad? Oh, my God, one of my favorites. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Films about Rin, a 16-year-old mutant girl who meets a gang of rebel mutants who take to aim at revenge on the human. This is like Sci-Fi Network stuff Yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, B actress. Beautiful. C actress. About a C? Probably. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Well, it's like the Miz, the Marine, <laughs> the Marine, the Marine thirteen, right. or whatever you think. Kane in the, that movie where he's uh, uh, from hell or something. Yeah. You know, I saw that movie in Ming's Chinese Theater in uh, L.A. Oh my gosh! You and, saw the Kane movie, and at, it was at the famous Ming's Chinese yes, Theater. Yes, and it was the first time I had uh, L.A. weed. Yeah, and, and uh, what's L.A. weed like? Well, it's it, 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 you know Chicago's gotten a lot more potent. Uh, sure. Since you know the the world has loosened up on the weed laws, but uh, it was the first time I had that quality of weed, and, ah. and I uh, I just remember I put for some reason I put hot peppers on top of my popcorn. Yes. And halfway through the movie, I got extremely sick, and I couldn't find the bathroom. I was like wandering around, and then I ended up throwing up in a garbage can. No. Your mind couldn't have thought, oh, these will be good on here. You probably just accidentally grabbed the hot peppers and put them on there? No, I think I was like, oh, I could go for, you know, I bet that's a good combo. I, I had the munchies, man. What do you want? Al, I have been high before. As but well. L.A. high? No. All that's right. true. So I guess I have no room to talk. You, you don't know. I just don't think I'd ever put food on without. I may accidentally do it. Just... You've never been high and dipped like potato chips into peanut butter? I do that sober. Well, all right. Come on. Absolutely. Uh oh. It's at that point. Two girls are down. Both girls are now sleeping. Oh, good. There's an update on your children? Yeah, I get the update. Good, good, good. Yeah. Double or nothing. Back to, back to the show. Uh, the match that followed it was uh, was the match that we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, accompanied to the ring by Brandy Rhodes with Cody. And as we talk about on his entrance, he walked out. There was the throne there with a symbol that looked very much like one Hunter Hearst Helmsley. It's time to play the game. And he walked out. <laughs> and did he not reach under the apron? She reached under the apron. And pulled out a sledgehammer. Which looked very similar to Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Well, I don't know there's a huge uh, differential in sledgehammers. It looked very similar. I don't know if it was yeah. the same. Well, like hammers. I mean, hammers pretty much look like hammers. 
You know, it some have blue handles, some have wood handles. ones that he took home in the day. But he went back and he and he hit in what was obviously predetermined to be done because they lit smoke up. Yeah, yeah, there was uh, some cheap pyro. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, it was fun. I I liked that a lot. I bet I bet that one rubbed Jr. the wrong way though. You think so? Yeah, it just seems like. I don't know if it's needed. And then Dustin, of course, who's played Gold Dust in the WWE for quite quite a few years. He did. He comes Clark. out. He is Dustin Rhodes, but he's got half of the face. Remember the name. That's good. Gold Dust. That's good. Um, and this match. Going into it, I mean, no one would think, oh, these guys are going to put on a great match. Sure, they did. I did. They did a hell of a good story. Of course you did. I did. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, of course you did. I did. Uh, Brandon just chimed in. Hi, Al. Raw still sucks. Amen. Uh, that is all. He's a man knows. <laughs> well, we do our show during Raw. That's <laughs> that's our thoughts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nobody would expect uh, this to be a great match when it came to actually wrestling, to, to doing the match. The, uh, great storytelling. Very good stuff. And then uh, how did you feel about the match, partner? Well, like I said, it, it, it brought me back to Mid-South Wrestling, uh, mid-'70s, bloodbaths, your Terry Funks, your Terry Funks and Dusty Rhodes. You know, there's a famous picture of Dusty Rhodes with the, the, the blood covering his face. Uh, Dusty, uh, you know, you, you look at his forehead. Most wrestlers uh, like Dust. to cut a certain direction because it doesn't leave a scar. Dusty wanted those scars, so he cut. Do you think Dustin did a Dusty cut? Absolutely, I think he pulled out. I mean, it bled. He pulled out an old face. That thing, I was worried. I was like, how much blood can you lose? He had to have been worried. (laughs) At least started to get there. Yeah, how much blood can a man lose before, like, you know, you start getting faint and they're still doing moves that are lifting? And you've discussed something here that you're not so big on all the violence and everything. Uh, Timely, I, I think you've been you were okay with the Stone Cold. I mean, it turned him. You, you mentioned it earlier. It turned him into Stone Cold Steve Austin. That match against Bret Hart that you were there for. Right. How how were you with the match last night? Because the, because it was a shout out to their dad. The match at okay. Double or Nothing. I, no, the the blood, the color. Yeah, I it was too much. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it they, made me uncomfortable? Be that much. I no. think uh, I think he was aiming for that. He was aiming for a lot. I think he was going. You know, because there's a couple tricks you do. You take the aspirin. Yeah. To thin your thin, blood. Thin your blood. You you uh you do the cut and you do the certain cut and you just He did the cut on the non face paint side. Right. So you could see it. And then it mixed with the red of the, the face paint. Yeah. But that was I mean, he was gushing blood. There was there was no question. That wasn't uh face paint paint right. or uh, right. a show. That was the real deal. Yeah. And it was too much and it made me uncomfortable, but that was the point. Right. You know, here are yeah. these brothers. What are they going to do? What extremes, what measures are they going to go to to kill each other? And and they brought a very realism to a match um, and to a show that will always be remembered. And uh, now you have that picture of uh, of Dusty, uh, of Dustin with the blood. You know, uh, sweet baby Earl Hebner out there. Yeah. Uh, harking back to the old uh, WWF days. I mean – this is probably the most watched that the show with that amount of color has had in, in years. Sure. The, the, in, in absolute years. The only thing I can because think some of. Some Indies are doing things like this all the time still. The only thing I could think of is uh, the Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar hard way yes, with the elbow. me too. Absolutely. Um, and that, but, a, but that was only at the very end, and they cut. Like, the show was over. 
Yeah, this, this match was, kept going another 10 minutes. Somewhat early? I mean, the, the, the canvas, it was about 10 minutes into the match, the canvas was covered in blood. The referee, Earl Hebner, had blood on him. Jeez. You know, Cody had blood. I mean, everyone was soaked in, in blood. It was, it was disgusting. It, it was brutal. It, it was violent. It was wrestling. Yeah. It was wrestling from 1970s brought to 2019. It was wonderful to see. And this is another criticism of Jim Ross. Why, why wasn't he all that concerned? It's the first time he's seen that much blood in a match. Now, Dustin, Dustin uh, surprised me with his, some of the moves that he did. I mean, yeah. he's a 50-year-old man. Yeah. And Cody's 33. Is that right? They're about 17 years apart? Uh, that's, uh, yeah. That Somewhere around there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dust, were you not impressed with Dustin's wrestling as well? I mean, I don't I want was. to give him credit for all the shout-outs. I mean, he's Dustin. an old pro. I, I did sure, doubt he could. That's why I thought right. they'd have the match of the night. Because did you actually? I did. Like, you're not just. No, no, no. That was on a wrestling forum. They're like, shoot? what match is going to steal the show? This is, I'm shooting. This isn't. And uh, I, I I typed in. I'm like I'm certain that the uh, you know everyone's thinking the young bucks. Everyone's thinking uh, Omega. I'm telling you, Cody is gonna steal that show. When I was in Japan, two minutes and thirty seconds. When I was in Japan at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, um, du- uh, Cody fought uh, Kota Ibushi, and I thought that was one of the best matches of the show. Why does? So you think Cody can wrestle? I a think Cody is very underrated he... as a wrestler. Okay. He's a great storyteller in the ring. He has a high IQ and a psychology that makes matches work. He knows what he, he you know, someday he's probably going to fight Kenny Omega. Yeah. And I don't know if that match can, can reach uh, an apex because that's going to be heavily dependent on Omega carrying it. But, much like Chris Jericho, Cody knows when to change the match, when to make put a stipulation in or yeah. make it so it's not about flawless wrestling. It's about, you know, when we saw him fight at uh, All In for the NWA title, that was a great match. Yeah. It was emotional. It was one of the best moments that I, of the night. Like, it was a great night. He was fighting for the, his father's title. Right. Uh, they, they put on a slower match and it worked. And what's the key word in both those matches? Emotion. Yeah. Cody knows how to get that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, absolutely. I was in favor of this being the best match of the night. And it was. Yeah. And I it believe, was, I believe, uh, they had know it all. Meltzer, uh, said this was, uh, Dustin's best match ever. I heard that wow. said multiple times from uh, a couple people. That's brilliant. And I can't think of a better uh, Dustin match. Maybe Rowdy Piper in the backyard brawl, the Hollywood uh, lot. And on the Melcher scale, which is skewed. Well, I don't know where it starts and ends. I'm not positive. Yeah, no one knows. But he gave it a five-star match. Right. How many five-star matches has has he given out? Or about? 30. Somewhere around 30. Yeah, I, I think so. And since he's been doing it, there have been a lot of professional wrestling matches. 30. That makes you elite if you're a five-star. That makes your match. Am I wrong? Yeah. By percentages, you're in the top, what, 2% if you've had a five-star match? Jesus, I just saw a picture of Val Kilmore. Uh Uh-oh. He looks like Ann Ramsey from uh, the Goonies. He's not looking good. Uh, But he's going to do parts of Top Gun, I believe. There's a reboot or something. Beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh
Dave Meltzer. I mean, he's been given matches. He's been rating matches since 1983. He gave this five stars. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, I thought it was a great match. You're. I think you said you're more on the. Uh, what do you give it? At? I mean, I'd be at a. I'd be up. I'd be. A, I don't have a scale. Like I'm not good at this, but I'd give him a four. Okay. Which I think is great. I think four out of them is amazing. Like it surprised me. I, I I'm still with you. Match of the night. I can give it a four and a half. Yeah, I I agree with the five star. I I think there was enough motion there to. to Dave make Meltzer it. shit, but he's better at it than I am. Jesus. You know, Dave Meltzer. I mean, if, if it's WWE, there's a penalty. If it's New Japan, there's a positive. It's, yeah. He is definitely crafting an agenda, and uh, you know, I don't I don't mean to sound like Trump and the fake news, but there's clearly this guy has an agenda. And in, in, in he pushes it through his rating system and his uh, praise of certain things. Do you think that he is single, like, is responsible for the following that AEW and New Japan has? Do you think that he is not, maybe not responsible? I think he brought a lot of indie fans to New Japan. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That's good. Good for them, then. Uh I was very impressed with the match as well. Now, the next match was for the AAA World Tag Team Championship. Right. In a match that went 24 minutes and 55 seconds, the defending Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, took on the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Whatever happened to Phoenix's injury? It wasn't that bad? Yeah, it must not have been. must not have been. I mean, he looked uh, he looked fine to me. Yeah, me too. Um, how'd you feel about the match? Oh, so Dave uh, recently gave uh, Night Eight Will Osprey versus Bandito, the best of the Super Juniors, wrapping up this week in New Japan, uh, five stars. No, oh, he did. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, how did I feel about the match? I I thought it was uh, a lot of flipping, a lot of flopping, and. Uh, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I enjoy – those matches are what they are. Um, I like seeing them. I don't want a whole show of uh, of that. But the Young Bucks, that's who they are, and, and they do that well. And that's who uh, the Lucha Brothers are, and they do it well. And you have two two families who started uh, wrestling when they were teenagers, two brothers – who who started wrestling when they were brothers, who trained together, who learned together, who grew together. And, uh, you know, if you don't have an amazing match, I would be shocked. And uh, they, they had a really, really good match. And uh, 24 minutes of a high spot is impressive. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, uh, I can't wait to see what this tag team division becomes. Okay. All right. I, I enjoyed it a lot as well. Um, I think that the Young Bucks do some things in the ring that WWE is no longer giving a shit about, and it's tag teams working as tag teams, and there's some impressive stuff from them. It's more than just one move that they can do together. It's more yeah. than just two moves. Like This is like Heart Foundation type stuff. Like There's multiple moves that sure. they've worked out together that... Some cool shit, like the, the Melter Driver. They're tag team specialists. Well, that's yeah, that's a lot a, of fun. That's, I mean, their bit was you would go to an indie show and they would advertise these young bucks 
and they were small dudes you wouldn't think were very impressive, and they would steal the show every night because they mastered everything they did in that ring. Yeah. They they found ways to work together to make things amazing. And, uh, you know, NXT has a good tag division. Their, their tag teams have always been impressive. Then they get to the main roster, and they're, Shit they're thrown away. I mean, AEW clearly wants the revival. Yeah, you know they, they There was a, there was a, there was a little. I don't know if you caught it, but Cody was seen. Uh, he was like walking in with a coffee cup, and on it was an FTR, and that's fuck the revival. Oh, so you know, I mean, that was thrown on the show. Um, I'm not sure when their contracts expire, but they're definitely on the radar. That's, that's slick. And I'm sure that's where they want to go. Did they put a different cover on the mat? Yes. You mean from the blood match? Yeah. Yes. Uh. And in between, didn't they they throw the red? Uh, did uh, Bret Hart, did he introduce that just before the Young Bucks match? I think it might have been. I feel like it was earlier in the show. No, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that because was Because it was it after. Was. I remember seeing the red mat after the blood. Yeah. But they just brought an actual red mat for the presentation. And like you said, Hart also missed the hard camera yeah. with the belt, too. Like, Yeah, there was no clear shot of the, of yeah, the title. no, no. That was good. I thought MJF was great. What do you uh, think of the DDP title? again just randomly in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little... <laughs> and I bet he was pissed that he wasn't able to give a give the diamond no cutter diamond sign cutter. to the fans. You saw him. He tried to turn around and do something, but he had a – he had a – was it Brandy? Brandy. Yeah, he just carried, carried that uh, – carried Brandy away. Oh, that was back here in the dream match, yeah. Um, What do you think of the title? I like it. I'm a fan. Uh, I've seen some criticisms of it being that – there's too many side plates. Yeah. What do you think of the title? Well, I, I've I've seen, I've experienced the opposite. I feel like all the AEW marks are like it's the greatest title that ever N- existed. Yes, and the NJPW fans believe that it's it, it looks cl- similar to that. Yes. And they like it a lot. I think the best titles in the world are in New Japan. Yeah, they're the best looking. I still titles. like New Japan's. Yeah. Um, although I, I don't care much for the U.S. title in New Japan. I like their world over. AEW. Yeah, the world is so. better. I AEW think it's, is better than what WWE. I mean, is this doing. title looks like it, it weighs four hundred. I mean, Bret Hart could barely lift it. I agree. It's a little too big. Um, and it'll grow on me. It'll grow on me. Depending on how it's used. Do you think they'll tweak it? Maybe. You know, WWE has gone through many Multiple. incarnations of the title. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's yeah, what companies do. I mean, tastes change. Style changes. I'm not even that anti WWE title. You know, it's it's their universe. It's the title. It's the it's the jewels. And sure, the, I sure. mean that one's better than the Universal. The best title. Is, well, the uni. The best title is the. Uh, the Intercontinental. Uh, no, well, it was back in the day. Yeah. Of all time, I think the right. IC title is the coolest. Right. Um. No, it's the. Uh, the NXT. Uh, no, no, no. Stop. In the NXT WWE, or are you talking about the 24-7? I'm title? talking the WWE. Uh, 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 the 24-7 title is hideous, but it's supposed to be. Everyone got all upset that that title looks like garbage. That's the joke. It's is not it? – it, yeah, they're, they're saying this isn't a serious title. Sure. It's fucking purple. With It's green. I'm sorry. It, it, it's nauseating green. Like It looks like a kid put it together. You're fired up about this. You don't like that people are pissed off about the Well, it's just it, they're criticizing something that was intentional. There was a title change this morning. There was. Oh, or was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. Short, a short well, one. Two quick changes. But uh, Jinder Mahal interrupted a golf game <laughs> with uh, Carmella and uh, 
In our truth, the big golfer. When this thing came out, I said, uh, this is what I said, I said this is a great title. It's I, fun. DDT does it really well. I've seen it done well. And they're going to be able to use their social media. Anyone but Mick Foley introduced that title. No offense to Mick Foley. But yeah, Brett definitely a did a better job interview, <laughs> introducing a title. No, 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 no. I'm saying oh. Mick Foley because everyone's expecting, like, he's the hardcore legend. Yeah. And you present a title that has a similar rule set. It's the PG version of the hardcore. Is what it is. Why See, would don't, you have him do that? You, I you're don't, setting people up. I think people are dumb. I agree, but you want you don't want to alienate the dumb fans. It's a different style of title. It's a totally different concept. But they were expecting the hardcore, and then the concept of you can win it anywhere, anytime. Yeah. That's the same. Sure. And but I don't think there's any rules. You can hit a guy in the head with a ban and then pin him. It is hardcore. They're just not going to say it. So what? I agree. It's marketing. But I'm God damn. They're, they're alienating people. I'm with All you. those aliens could go away. I'm with you here. Yeah, ban those aliens. No. No. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a wall up. If you're from Mars. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what. My fifth complaint with the AEW show. Uh, I think a- AEW is going to be an amazing product. I think their fans are going to be unfucking bearable Oh, no. I think these AEW fans are going to be the biggest shit stains. Where's your AEW jacket? Huh? You have that Are you a- trying to make a really point nice here? AEW jacket. Yeah, I bought a got. hoodie. Uh, I got a yeah, hoodie. It's a pretty sweet hoodie. It is a sweet I don't hoodie. Think that costs $7. Oh, uh, 49.99. So all these AEW fans are going to be assholes. Yeah, they are. All these fans. All of them. All of them. Okay. Them. Hey, you can't have you can't have all with A L L. You can't be all elite without Al. Can you? No, you can't. It's oh, true. Oh boy. It's damn true. So, anyways, all the other, all those other fans—they're not all like you, Al. Yeah, they're, they're going to be unbearable. I'm telling you, this I'm is going to be. I, I'm an AEW. The fan. millennial AEW fans—I'll—I'll I'll specify. Oh. The millennial AEW fans are going to be unfucking bearable. And can you give me any clues as to why? You'll see. <laughs> well said. Uh. I'm having fun with the 24-7 title, too. I think it's wonderful. Uh, so what else we got? We got... Uh, well, they, they defended the title, which surprised some people. Or the, the, the Young Bucks defended that title. Yeah, it was successfully. It was the AAA World Tag Team title. Don't you think that means that they're going to show up at their promotion one more time and drop them? Most likely. Probably, right? Like, yeah. I think them winning it helps the other promotions. You know, you and I went to an AAW show once, AAA show once. No, no, that was something else. There were some AAA, AAA people. There were some AAA people there. Yeah, no, it was the a, show it, at Cicero Stadium wasn't. You no, know, it was. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was promoted as an AAA AAA show. Wow. But they didn't send their their elite wrestlers. No. And it was Pentagon. A, a lot of fat local guys. Pentagon yeah, we had Pentagon Junior there. Yeah. Right. Oh, and remember the racist. The huh? racist white guys. Was he the janitor? Yeah, the was janitor. Like the the racist janitor. Make America great again. Yeah, they were yeah, going yeah. Trump. Like, that's impressive. That's funny. You're, they're heels. Oh, boy. Uh, but the final match of the night. We discussed uh, Jericho's entrance earlier, you and I did. The, what did you think? Because I know I already told you my thoughts. I'll tell them to the folks listening here in a moment um i enjoyed it i thought uh it was fun it was different 
it uh, you know it highlights the evolution of Chris Jericho, which I, I talked about earlier. The guy is who he is today because he keeps evolving with his body. Right. He keeps evolving with his strengths. This is a guy who knows how to play to his strengths. Yeah, he does. Every time you see him with a new character, he has a new finisher. Yep. We saw, uh, I forgot what he called it. It was like the Judas Judas elbow or something. something yep. The spinning elbow, which, by the way, Shane McMahon used on uh, Raw right Did after really? the AEW show. Yeah. No. Yeah? Huh? Oh, that's hilarious. Um, that's pretty brilliant. I mean, I, I, I saw Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega 1 uh, in the yep. Tokyo Dome. That's right. You know, uh, I was uh, witness that live. I felt the energy in the building, and I wish I was at this show because I would have seen part two. Um, Chris uh, Kenny Omega won in New Japan. He won in Tokyo. So it would make sense here to have Chris Jericho win. Uh, the thing is that the winner is going to be facing Adam Page for the first ever AEW World Championship. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen the Kenny Omega-Adam Page match. You, you don't want to go there yet. I think Chris Jericho... Makes sense to be the first world champion. Okay. I think I think uh, Adam Page comes close, but he just he just can't pull it off against Jericho. Uh, obviously, meaning Jericho won this match uh, right. against Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, I saw a couple cool things out of uh, out of Jericho there uh, before the match. I mean, he's a heel. He's the ultimate heel. Before the match, they were having trouble getting rid of that Cracker Barrel barrel. Yeah, the referee awesome. couldn't get it through underneath uh-huh. it. So Jericho walks over and just takes it through the second row and pushes it and then tells the ref what a stupid idiot he was yeah. trying to push him under. That was fun. That was good. That's a heel move. That's, That's Jericho. something that Chris Jericho can do that there were other guys on that show that night who would not have thought to do that, if you know what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Stupid idiot. But um, his intro I enjoyed too. Yeah. Uh, the simplicity of it. Uh, but simple but awesome. Like he should, Just a light. On a version of him, well, the know? first one, the first one when he was the Lionheart, Lionheart from WCW. I thought that was I thought that was Kenny Omega. Oh, and I was like, wow, you know, Kenny Omega's coming in, telling the story that he's he's the rebirth of Jericho. You know? Oh, but, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it faded. No, but it was that. And then it came up with. Uh, it wasn't the the jacket yet. It was no. The Y two J. Yeah, I think it was the Y two J era. Yeah. The, like the glittery jacket. Yeah. And then and then his light up jacket. And then yeah, and then he him. did the list. And then it evolved. Oh, he did the list. It showed the evolution of Chris Jarrett. Yeah. And it was great. Oh yeah, the list. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a really cool intro. Mm-hmm. And uh reminding reminding generations this guy's this guy's a legend. Uh so and I then, and then for the match, did did you hear what did Melcher say? What 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 kind of score? I, I, I haven't seen that part yet. I enjoyed the match a lot. Something else I noticed during the match that isn't exactly related to the to the wrestling, uh, they're tables. They're not like WWE tables that they use, but they're also not quite like NJPW. They're kind of a they're closer to New Japan tables, but it, to me they look like it. You take it harder. The WWE tables, I think those break fairly easily. Yeah, I mean they're, they're. I think these break a little bit harder. They they've gotten the showdown. WWE, you know, has uh, has gotten there. Uh, Meltzer gave the Young Bucks versus uh, the Lucha Brothers four point seven five. Wow. And uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho got four and a quarter. Not the match I witnessed live in person, which was a five star match. But their first one, he gave five. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, it was good. I saw a missed spot there. I think Jericho wasn't in the right place with the table out of the ring because Omega had to had to do it. Had to pull back. He had to pump fake on a uh, jumping out of the ring. So I, there were just a couple missed spots here and there, but hell, you you forgive them for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he they they did two things that was oh, done in Japan. Something something they didn't do in Japan happened as well. But go, go ahead. What, 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 what was, was the thing? The nose. Oh yeah. Did he yeah, really yeah. break it or is that kayfabe? No, I think Kenny broke his nose. It looked. I mean, yeah. he took a shot and it was bleeding. Not too much, and a lot of times when you break it, you don't bleed all. Which is time. exactly how tough of a son of a bitch Kenny Omega is. He fought the whole match like that. Um, yeah, because that happened early. Yep. Uh, two things they did they did in Japan that they did again here. Uh, Chris Jericho takes the camera. Oh yeah, he that's did that uh, again. He he's he's done that in all his New Japan matches. Yep. And the second thing, which I thought was funnier in New Japan the first time, but uh, they did it again was uh, he rings the bell. Declares himself the winner in the middle of the match. <laughs> he did that in this. Yeah, yeah. He, he walks over and oh, rings yeah, the bell. Yeah, yeah, it right. wasn't as profound. Like it, right. It, it, I don't think it resonated. I don't think the announcers got it. And uh, but he did. He rang the bell. He's like, I'm the winner. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, I thought the match was good. It was fine. I, I'm sure that you weren't uh, too impressed with Jr. on the call. Yet again, right. He knows he, Jericho. Really. Yeah, I thought he was fine here. This was the one match he did his job. Sure. And, Again, why not just so he have, have him? done like two matches. Just have him on the the, the, the final like two. Cody. Put him he, on Cody. He'll right? be like red shoes in Japan. You know, you see him when you see those red shoes in the ring. You know, it's the main event. Hebner's like Hebner's not going to do all of too many matches. Well, so in New Japan they got a guy Tiger Hattori, oh, yeah. who we actually saw he was yeah, a double he, or nothing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Or I'm sorry, all in. Uh, Tiger is in his seventies. He he does a lot of the early matches and. You know, That's thick, great. slower matches. Awesome. You know, you, you're not going to want uh, Hepner doing a Young Bucks match. I want to see if uh, an old uh, switcheroo with the evil twin. The evil twin. you got to bring the evil twin back. Uh, t- if TNA did it, then no. Because the third time would be this. Oh, they did in TNA? Uh, they might have. Wow. I think Dave was around. I don't know. They might have. Yeah, whatever happened to Dave? I don't know. See, like behind the scenes. I thought they or... both were there at TNA, but I don't know. Maybe he's still trying to sell some WWE shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you met Earl, right? Didn't he raise your hand? I met Earl. Did I he met give you a belt. Um, I might have had a belt in my hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he did. I hold this. Did you have a mini belt in your hand or a full size one? I think it was a full size one. Okay, because your Undertaker photo with your mini urn is right. the best. Um, I have a picture. I can't find it, but. It was me, my buddy Aaron, and both the Hepner brothers. Oh, that's great. In a hotel lobby in like 97. That's a fun one. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the match. It, uh, it, it was just fine, Al. I, I enjoyed it. I thought the story went well. And you think that Jericho makes sense because it's too early to give away Adam Page, Hangman yeah, Page. I think you want a villain. Kenny Omega. If I were to start a wrestling company, my first piece would be the villain who has taken over, who has the control, who demands the fans thank him for just being there. Yeah. Because he is the star of the show and having everybody trying to knock him off till finally whoever you decide is your hero, whoever you decide is going to be the face of the company stepping forward, finally defeats this monster. So I th- the chase is more exciting, especially well, with smaller guys. Then we can go ahead and, spoiler alert here, guys, eight days later, 
uh, following the match, following Jericho's victory, something that JR said he didn't know about, in comes John Moxley. Oh, right. Formerly, the last time he was seen on national television was a, the Shields farewell show, yeah. the, the glorified house show the to say goodbye. The $500 show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> he made 500 bucks for that. Uh, he was Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Of course. And uh, everybody there knew, knew who he was because brilliantly, the night that he, the moment he was out of his contract, as he discussed with Jericho later, uh, the moment he was out at 12.01 midnight that night, he put out that trailer. Yeah. John Moxley being rebirthed. Uh, Escaping the prison. Shows up, and he, he, he takes out the heel. You yeah. think, okay, all right, what, is Moxley a face? Well, then he takes out the ref, which is obviously a heel move. Well, no, I think he takes out the face first. He took out Omega. He took out Jericho first. No, 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 because Jericho. Omega was on the ground still. Jericho was on the mic. Him thanking the fans was the cue, as Moxley said later, to come in. So they did the stare. I just watched it again. Sure. Um, They did the stare down, and then then he went over to the ref and did him in. Gave him the DDT, and then he went and got Omega. And uh, did the same to Omega. And then they fought. He and Omega fought all the way over to the chips. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, the show ended with the big spot off the top of the chips. Which I, the, that was one spot I thought the camera was really good on. Yeah, me too. They they didn't show the. I they don't think there were airbags there. It was a solid like. They hit, didn't. Yeah. But they didn't focus on the whole how, how big the fall was, was. All of that you just saw it. It was I just like a scary that. looking fall, yeah, and that, that's where they left it. I agree. I think it was good. That's as much as you need to give. Maybe later they'll show another angle or two from it, which will be great too. Right. Uh, but Moxley's there. Moxley is there. When does he get into the world title picture? Because one criticism that TNA always got was that anybody who came from the WWE right there was immediately thrust and given the title. Anybody. Uh, Sandow was no exception to that. Yeah, the thing here, the difference is this is a brand new company. And these guys are bigger than Sandow. And Dean Ambrose is probably the biggest star outside of Jericho. Yeah. And I think it's smart that you're you're basically if you're if your if eyes from the WWE are coming to this product, they want to see familiar faces. So you have them looking at Dean Ambrose and you pit him against obviously a feud with Kenny Omega, yep. who he just put through the uh, poker chip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a great, great feud. And I think you go a couple months with that. I'm hoping maybe we get a Ambrose versus Omega match at uh, all in all out coming to the Sears center, That'd August 31st. Amazing. I would like that a lot. We're definitely Clark and I are definitely trying to go. Absolutely. 14th. Yep. The tickets go on sale. Uh, I mean the 15th. Get your if tickets on up, the fifteenth. If I end up getting tickets, I don't know if you're invited. Well, likewise, I don't. Know. I don't know. Maybe a fine listener out there wants to go. Yeah, I don't know. Now, what if we both get good tickets? Do we sell one set? Do we? Uh, we could talk about run like some a, prices a up, and uh, we could do like this Queen of Hearts, uh, the Queen yeah. of Hearts scam over here. We could, do this, we could, the Queen we could scam of Hearts this scam. one. I'm good. in. I don't know. I'm in for a good uh, ruse. Jesus, we we can come up with something. Oh yeah, man! Uh, I, I hope we do get tickets for it. That's going to be a fun show, and that's 
That's still a month or two before the TV show kicks off. I feel like anybody who was in the first five rows of the first show should automatically get uh, tickets. I agree. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You would think that somebody who had the hotel booked last year, too, at StarCast would have been able to get that, but you got fucked out of that, too? I did, yeah. Did you wait too long? I did, and I I read there were people who were anticipating it was going to happen booking, like, months in advance. And you knew people were doing that. I didn't know that until afterwards. You know, like, I was reading through the things. Like, oh, you know, we booked – we were anticipating they would do it, so we booked, you know, a month in – because you could cancel – Oh, without penalty up to like a month before. So shit. Yeah, yeah these little you, you fuckers. Missed, you misfired. You know what I'm doing? The millennial I'm booking, AEW fan. <laughs> I am booking that hotel room uh, now. I'm after the show tonight. I'm booking next year's for next Labor Day weekend. Yes, 2020. 2020. I'm gonna have okay. a room there, and probably they're not gonna do it in Chicago, and I'm gonna be sitting alone in a Labor Day in uh, in Schaumburg. Jeez. So you're not going to any of Starcast, you don't think, or, or do you think you'll you'll go out for a day if you can? I gotta see the, their pricing is really shady. Out of the out of out of this world. Um, I saw the VIP ticket was like two fifty this year, and when I went, the VIP ticket got you nothing. The difference between the bronze bracelet and the gold, the platinum bracelet, was dick. It was it was a scam out of an extra hundred bucks. Did they fix that a little bit for Starcast out in Vegas? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't uh, see it one way or the other. Maybe, you know. For me, if I the only thing that would entice me now to get a platinum would be if the autograph lines I could jump ahead in. Yeah. You know, if you could speed past people yeah. from uh, uh, who who pay that extra money and they only sell a limited amount, and not everybody who has a plat because you have to purchase the autographs on top of it. I would pick you up or drop you off one day if you wanted to Uber back. We're not that far. Well, Hoffman, though. If it was if it was Allstate, well, that's a different a story. A day pass might be like 40 bucks. Oh, that's So maybe bad. if there's a wrestler I want to see, maybe we could both grab pull a – Yeah, we could do a I day I could pull off the whole weekend. It's no, 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 no. But I might be able to pull off a day. You may be able to come. But then if we have tickets to the show, you're also going to have to give up that Saturday. Yeah. So, you know. I've, I've been – Well, you can bring the girls. We've been discussing some things. You could get the picture with the girls. Uh, they could get a picture with uh, what well, up wrestler with Glacier. You have no. Glacier holding your two babies. No, they're not getting a picture with Glacier. No offense to Glacier. What if uh, Dean Ambrose? Would you would you just to piss Andrew off? Would you get the picture with the two girls and Dean? I mean, depending on the cost. John Moxley. I do, uh, I'd do like a, a sting. Yeah. No, probably not. I think that'd be funny. You, you and with the, with your kids. I would do thing. Kevin Nash. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. And that is only because I have a friend named Kevin who once was next in line to meet Kevin Nash. <laughs> and cut off. And local radio host <laughs> out in Rockford cut him off, and got his picture and all of his friends in, and then. Kevin Nash was done, oh. so he never got it. So he has held this against Captain Jack. We is Captain we Jack saw, still on the radio? Yeah, I want his job. We saw we saw this guy like at a, at a wrestling event that the King was at a few months later. Kevin goes up and starts cutting a promo on him. Nice. Oh, it was fantastic. Then he calls him up on his radio show and is cutting a promo, and he's like, "You're still calling me." It's Brilliant. Well, he's pissed. Kevin it's Nash. Brilliant. Dude, getting a picture with Kevin Nash now is like 100 bucks. Kevin's also pissed when I get a picture with Ogre. He's always wanted to meet Ogre. And I'm like, well, hell, he's always at Todd's just coming to the city. Yeah, I got some friends like that. I'll Dicka, you always meet Dicka. Oh, yeah. yeah the I only think one, I was with you when we Hogan met Hogan would Dicka. push him over the edge, but Nash would be the one to – I'd win that one. All right. 
That went off a little bit. That was a beautiful thing. That should be good. And I'd, I'd, Hazel would give the two sweet. Yeah, she she knows. Oh, it. yeah, and Kevin would find that adorable. Yeah. And hey, guys, this just in. Uh, we have somebody calling in the show today. Uh, we're gonna do an interview because he's doing every damn podcast now. So John Moxley's on the phone. He hung up. Yeah. Oh, we missed him. He, he, he. When you said you didn't want to have your daughters take a picture with him, he, he sure. canceled. Yeah, uh, I'd also like to say, uh, yeah. no, he's doing a lot of shows though. Let me hit up the producer. Uh, producer, uh, let's cancel the Taylor Swift. Just let her people know she's not invited tonight. Good. We don't have time. Yeah. No, uh, he did. He did the Jericho show, which Jericho said. He said in eight. It was eighteen hours later, and he said he had already. He passed his. Best, best podcast yeah. ever twice. Like, he doubled it, which I think that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of WWE fans who really aren't paying attention to AEW jumped in on sure. top of it. And, of course, every AEW Well, and there was – this fan. is the first – this is the first story in the war. I talked to Andrew into listening to it, and he hates he, – he hates Dean Ambrose. Yeah. I, none of us – I don't think any of us were big fans. No, I'm Rose. curious about Dean Ambrose I, now. I am curious about John Moxley, and I'd say I'm a little more excited than the average guy. I just – I think this guy has a chance again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because I wasn't a fan of uh, Dean Ambrose, but John Moxley, let's see. You know, he's finally going to – I think he's going to have a hardcore match against uh, – uh, what's his first match announced for Fight Fest? Uh, Janela. Yeah, Joey, Joey Janela at Fight Fest. Both those guys are have been known to be hardcore wrestlers, violent wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if they're going to give us a taste of that. Oh, that's interesting. Is that from what I understand, that's not going to be forty nine ninety nine more than likely. Like, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. It sounds like all out and double or nothing are are going to be. Yeah. But Cody mentioned he's like, we know that our fans like monthly forty nine ninety nine because WWE's changed the game. Right, like when it comes to that, like well, pay per view in general, right? You know, it's changed. Yeah, and so they're going to be on BR Live or whatever, which you can grab an app for to play on your television and stuff. It's yeah, it's where it's at, and you're a millennial fan. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He did the Jericho podcast. It was a really your first insight. It was more insight than CM Punk ever gave about it. Right, and it, a lot of people said this. It's it, CM Punk was bitter. And it was yep. about CM Punk. Yes, it was. And this was Dean Ambrose saying, I love wrestling. It needs to get better. I want them to get better. Yeah. And, That's uh, a great point. I think that show. He said he's been thinking about that podcast for months. Right. Which is great. I think that says a lot about the guy. Now I'm in. I'm interested. And you, you listen to the uh, Wade Keller one as well? <laughs> I, I listened to about an hour and a half of ads. <laughs> with little sprinkles of John Moxley yes, in between yes. for another three hours. It yeah. took me seven hours to listen to yeah. this fucking podcast. I have the VIP, so I didn't have to listen to Wade Keller uh, make it so miserable and unbearable you buy his product. Hey, he's making money. Yeah, it's a I smart mean, move. No, I'm not, it is a I'm, smart I, move. I think it's a great business decision. It's not how I like to listen to my podcast. No. But it was fine. You got the 15-second ahead button if you can get close to it. Yeah. You can jump ahead of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they talked about the Lesnar match that was a disaster the stone cold steve austin lesnar didn't give a shit to put on a good show no is what it sounds like and he 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 didn't he wasn't trying to drive home that lesnar's an asshole but that i mean it came out everything that you know jericho took it they they both took shots at uh jericho is no friend that's right they don't they hate each other yeah there was like a backstage fight once i think jericho's got some balls man yeah he does 
that's impressive. But uh, it was pretty good. They said that they recorded it before, but I think that I think that's a work. Yeah. I think they did it after, but he had to to hold some cred. So my my torch subscription ended the day before, and uh, Wade Keller was on his uh, you know the last show I was listening to, and I'm like, all right, this is done tomorrow, <laughs> and he was teasing. He's like, I have a very special interview coming up this weekend. I'm not going to say who, but uh, you're going to want to hear this. And I'm thinking, oh, what do they got? Fucking Pat Patterson. You know, some some irrelevant old timer. Oh, the hello Patterson's. And then it's like John Moxley, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the interview part was long. They went on. I think the interview was an hour and a half total. The Wade Keller one. Yeah. They went two and a half hours. There's two parts without ads. Without ads. One part was two and a half hours (laughs) with ads. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God. Fucking nuts. But it was fine. Uh. It was fine. Maybe it was an hour and a half. Uh, but he gave you more insight, and he he said it at the beginning that he he you listened to the whole thing. Yeah. He said at the beginning that he was going to try to not cover anything that was covered with right Jericho. Oh, his five minute soliloquy of the yeah. interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he talked about the Lesnar thing. He he discussed, and this might some of it might have been on Jericho, where he doesn't want to say he didn't want to say certain things. Right. About Roman Reigns and his leukemia. Yeah. And he was able to get away without saying that. But it does sound like, I mean, you know what it takes to film something. Right. It, it, just trying to throw it together. Like, I, I, I kind of understand what they're going through, but it sounds like there are many channels and it does get exhausting. I mean, hell, sure. you're performing in the ring and it gets exhausting to get your stuff through if you want to push for it. It gets really exhausting. And he, he was right to leave after listening to this. There's no doubt in my mind with 100% accuracy here that he needed to get out. Yeah, I mean, he said on the Jericho podcast, if they offered me $10 million, I would have walked away. I have enough money to be comfortable. This is about creative. I believe him. Because let me tell you something, Clark. There's two things every wrestling uh, program uh, comes down to. You know what those two things are? What's that? Cash and creative. Those are the two things. Cash and creative. And uh, this wasn't a matter of cash, you see, because he didn't care about the cash. I do like a couple of his episodes of Connor, but I can't listen to them anymore. I I just want to say that one more time. You know, I was trying to get a job in radio once uh, to be a midday host. Yeah. And uh, the program director said, no, uh, you don't belong in the midday. And I, I, I said, I don't understand why. He goes, the midday is designed for wallpaper. It's... It's what you have on in an office that's just blending to the background. That's all the midday is. A little different on sports radio because, you know, oh, people are sitting yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. But if you walk but into a radio, a music station and the radio's on in the background, people it's just, wallpaper. They're not listening to you. They're, they're just the music. They the want background. the music. They want pleasant. They, want, uh, they, don't want it. they don't want to be entertained. It's just on. Those JR podcasts are very much wallpaper. Where if you're doing something, if you're cleaning or something, you throw it on in the background. Mowing the lawn. You want to go to sleep, you know. Working uh, on your pool. Working on your pool, uh, the infamous pool, the rumor of a pool. um, It's coming around. The legend of a pool. It's coming around. I'm a little slow with it, but it it hasn't been warm enough. Got a lot on your plate. No heater. People don't open their pools till Memorial Day. Come on. Isn't it past Memorial Day? Well, I... I literally took the cover off on Memorial Day. I think you're supposed to take it off before. Is there water it in it? It takes a few days to get it up. Yeah, but it's, it's got to heat do up. Do you worry about I mean, how do you keep the kids Chlorine away? Stuff. Uh, 
Wednesday we're having a safety fence installed around it. Okay. Good. By a by a professional safety company. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good. Good idea. So it's not a do it yourself. I could have done it myself. Could have ordered it for a little bit less of a price on Amazon. Than yeah. Myself, but no, that's one you wanna. Yeah. You're gonna pay somebody for that one. Good smart move, Lauren. There you go. Yeah. I've been behind it the whole time. Have you? I I didn't want to open the pool until we had the big it. onion. Dude, yeah. that scares the shit out of me. Sure. Am I wrong? No, no, I would be. I wouldn't. We're gonna put alarms on the back door. I know there's uh she's getting smart enough to do locks and shit. She's two years old now. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, I know that I know families who they get rid of the pool because they have the small kids. Right. Like that's common. So uh I I understand the concern. Yeah. You gotta be careful. It looks like you're covering your you're dotting your eyes and crossing your T's. We're gonna do everything we can. Yep. Uh so yeah. JR's podcast is like that. Yeah. But Moxley he was all over the place. And mentioned a lot of cool insights. Oh, uh, Vince. Yeah. Was it what? Is, you're gonna like this shit or no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good shit. It's good shit. It's good shit. Which I buy it. Well, he. I think it was the Jericho podcast. He said like, uh, "Hey, Vince wanted me to do all these stupid things," and I went in the office. And I'm like, "This doesn't connect with the. This doesn't connect with the people. Right. Nobody's gonna find this funny." Nobody's going to say, hey, that's a cool guy. Nobody's going to connect with my character or even be upset at my character. He's like, these are the things you want me to do are things that a dumb person would do. Right. And uh, Vince is like, well, that's you, buddy. That's you. And he's like, what? I'm a dumb person? That... Right. He's like, no, that's your character. Oh, Vince. Yeah, the dude's out of touch. Which, you know, the criticism uh, of he, his – he's he, 71, I believe. 71, 72. Sure, yeah. He should be out of touch. The hell. And to go back to Jr., he's sixty-seven. I mean, I'm pretty out of touch right now. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Seventy-three. Vince is seventy-three. So, I mean, there's an age where you start becoming, uh, you know, your comedy isn't the comedy of today. Right. Your music is not the music of today. Yeah. Uh, your you sensibilities, your morals. I mean, things change. The world evolves. Or devolves. Depends how you see it, but Ambrose said a thing or two about uh about Triple H and NXT, like he wants him to take over. You know, a lot of things that Moxley said in all of these interviews are the things that the IWC, the internet wrestling fans, uh a lot of what he said is everything that people have been saying. Oh, yeah. He's old and out of touch. Uh but everything comes down to him. Uh, Triple H is getting it right, but when his play, when when his guys go up, they're not used right. The scripting is the brutal. Scripting is terrible for some guys. I'm I'm sure there are some guys that need a script. There's no long term planning. Yeah, absolutely. You do a hybrid. Yeah, absolutely. But you let some guys not use a script, you would have never fucking had Stone Cold. You're never gonna have Stone Cold again if that's what you're doing. Macho Man Randy Savage scripted out his in ring matches. Yes. Very few wrestlers do that. Most improvise, but Randy needed that. That's how Randy liked to do it. Sure, you know, it's, it, but you you let people do play to their strengths. The old Paul Heyman thing. Oh, and boy, the, by the way, uh, Wade Keller was so full of himself and excited because okay. everything he's been complaining about for like the last two years, Moxley uh, basically agreed confirmed. with and confirmed. So, oh my God, he is. He's on it, and he's also the guy who broke the Moxley story you to begin Moxley with. Moxley was his informant. Yes. Through, through everything? The yeah. Somebody, some, Dave Meltzer made a comment about uh, the Iconics' weight. And it was very insensitive. 
and all the wrestlers jumped on it. And one of the people who really had a beef with it, you know, telling a woman about their weight, you know, and, and that's how, you know, eating disorders start, was Renee. Really? So yeah. the information wouldn't be leaked to Dave Meltzer. Why, you know, don't give it to the Sun-Times if the Sun-Times just uh, trashed yeah. something you believe in. You that's give it to the point. Tribune. Yeah, so, absolutely. So Keller was the one who broke the news? Keller's the one who broke the news originally that Moxley's leaving the WWE. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, he is so there glowing. Is that's great. Yeah, good. Good for him. Good for him. You, you attempted to quit his show. I did. I did. That did not work out no. in your favor. No, it is. Uh, it's $100 a year for that damn subscription, and I'm just over it. I'm over the, uh, you know, Bruce Mitchell's a little too much. And didn't guys on one of their shows say to share passwords to listen to things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they've promoted uh, some things that I find shady I and like, disrespectful. I like that that happened because now, now I'm a VIP member to Wade Keller's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. I get all the archives? All the archives. If you want to you read back. Anyways, it's a hundred bucks a year, and you gotta pay through PayPal because they're they're backwards. He's from Minnesota, you know they don't know yeah. about new things. So uh, I had to put money in a PayPal account to originally get it, and I've been three four years now, and I had like a hundred, I had a couple of hundred dollars in PayPal, and it sure. dwindled. Last year I didn't have enough to co- to cover it, and I still wanted to be a subscriber. So I put money back into it, and like I got the notification, hey, your subscription's been canceled. There's not enough funds. If you'd like to be a member, right. you know, fix it. So I fixed it. So this year I looked at my PayPal. I'm like, oh, my subscription's up in a you month. to be done anyway. I'm done. Yep. I stopped listening to most of the podcasts. Yep. Like I've, I've weaned myself off of it. And uh, I look, I have $20 in my PayPal account. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reject. And if, I, if he sends me a letter or something, I'll say, yeah, no, I'm just not interested. And, uh, you know, I had a whole dickish way to go about the, the cancellation. You were all ready. To I was ready. I was, it was, it was a move I felt justified this, in but making. Then, but then uh, a wrench was. Yeah, oh, I wake up Monday morning and it's like, uh, oh, PayPal covered uh, $20 uh, and the rest was withdrawn from your bank account. Because PayPal put, got some scam yep. now where they I'm, I'm pulling out of that shit immediately. I'm done with yep. PayPal. Uh-huh. I mean, why do you need PayPal when you got that other thing? What's that other thing called? Venmo? Yeah, Venmo. Or uh, Zelle? Venmo. I, I have Venmo. I have Zelle. Venmo, by the way, you know, I started taking tips in Venmo. Yeah, people are doing it. It started days. at about, uh, I would get maybe 5 3 $4 here and there every other weekend. It's you now about, it? uh, I have a little sign. People? There's a sign on the tip jar. Okay. It's now going up to 40. There was one Saturday, it was 40% of my tips. Do a lot of people do this? Forty percent in a Are Saturday DJs night. Are you doing this in places? I don't know. That you know of? I don't know. I like that move. I yeah. know. I know tour guides are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a good way to get to get the the tips. Yep. Because no one carries the cash. Yep. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people who don't think who don't know that they're going to tip you, and they don't know they're going to tip you well. Right. Until after you give them the tour of their life. Sure. I'm sure you blow minds absolutely. with your uh, on, your tours. Come on. Clark is uh, one of the highest rated. Uh, Chicago Segway Tourways and in I'm the a, world, and I'm a up and coming uh, bike tour guide as well. Really, up and coming. I'm not. I haven't mastered that craft, but I'm working on it. Well, I, I'm getting the bike out uh, hopefully this week. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I yeah, guess check the time. I mean, it's, it's rained every fucking night. I'd like to get a bike of my own. Right now, I don't even have my own bike. I just I just bike for the tours. I mean, it's 56 degrees right now. 
you know, which yeah. isn't horrible bike weather, but I mean, it's 56 degrees. I think it's perfect biking weather. You would work up a good sweat out there. It's it's a not little... by the lake though. Not by the lake. If the wind's coming in off that lake, no sir. I'm telling you, you probably I don't know if you've biked a lot, but as somebody who a couple years ago was really into bicycling, I haven't biked as much as you have. Um, I can tell you right now that as soon as the cold, like when if it's 56 degrees, your ride is going to be a struggle. Where when it's 80 degrees, your ride's going to be feel good and smooth. Like your muscles tight. It's I don't I, I'm sure it has something to do with the cold and the muscles, but. You know, my, my, uh, my, like, for example, if I'm riding into work and it's 75 and then I'm riding home and it's 55 because it's the middle of the night, that's the ride home is going to be a struggle. Going uphill is going to be harder and it's not wind resistance. It's the temperature. And, uh, so every spring when I would start bicycling, I thought, well, I'm out of shape and I'm not into it. But then the same thing would happen in the fall where, my God, this is getting harder. Why am I, I've been all summer. I've been fine. So. So yeah, the cold matters. Okay. All right. Wind matters too, obviously, but well, that goes without saying. Since we were last uh, here uh, in the attic, actually just this weekend, uh, uh, Illinois is going to make gambling legal, and they have okayed a casino in Chicago. Sports gambling will be allowed. Yeah. So one of the strategies that was highly recommended for uh, daily fantasy users in my uh, – team yeah you know uh team i'm a member of the fantasy labs the service i use uh was hey we now are running projections on uh prop bets okay so this is a market that's kind of untapped where a lot of dumb players are playing you're gonna have a you're gonna have a step up because you're gonna be using data that People aren't applying to this yet. Okay. So there was a there was a, a big advantage last year that I couldn't take a uh, part of, and a lot of people were supplementing their bankroll by making money on uh, the prop bets and then losing money in the tournament. Will that advantage still be there? Because I think Illinois it will. has enough people who aren't doing those services sure. who aren't smart enough to do those. I don't think there's a trend yet where you can just Google, "Hey, prop bet projections." You know, and, and a layman could get it somewhat of a, a data stream. I mean, right now, fantasy, you don't need fantasy labs to find projections online. Right. There's free sites that do it. Right. You know, I think Roto-Grinder has a pretty reasonable, you know, $30, $40, you can get data. Right. Uh, fantasy labs, I think, has better data. And, uh, you know, I've talked about this in the past, this, the ability to make a model that's your own projections and based in your own strengths, which, by the way, I've been working on because uh, I got that deal where I could get a year for the price of uh, six months. Yep. So I got the year. So I'm I'm back in my lab and I'm working on tight end right now, and I took every profitable tight end from every week that had a plus. You know that if they were projected, if they were three grand, they got nine points or above. Okay. You know they hit that three time projector. They hit the multiplier. Um, and I've looked back and I'm starting to to do the data and I'm seeing which categories the higher projected tight ends we're hitting in. So I know what, so, you know, Vegas doesn't matter as much to the tight end position. I found, you know, uh, over and unders and, and that, yes, there's a higher chance of scoring. So it, it's a plus, but uh point spread really doesn't affect the, the tight end position. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what, what does. And uh, there's a couple things, you know, I, one of them is known consistency 
if a tight end's having a good month, that's probably going to continue until it doesn't. Okay. And then when that falls off, you move. Um, All right. Price is so meaningless at tight end that you're 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 almost better off just spending the league minimum and going for nine points and, and investing heavy elsewhere. Um, that's what I'm also finding. You know, there's one guy a week who'll put up 30 points. There was no reason to go for Gronk every time. No. Or Kels. No. Uh, Kelsey was the most consistent of the high-priced players, him and Ertz. Okay. Uh, hit about 40 to 50% of the time when they were, you know, in that $7,000 range. Okay. But realistically speaking, most of the time, the guy who scored the most points was around 5,500. Okay. So, that makes sense. Anyway, so yeah. I'm working heavily on the tight end system. Uh, I'm excited. And now that Illinois has passed this legislation, I'll be able to play the uh, DraftKings prop bets. That's interesting. Which I didn't have access to. Uh, I, I always thought I couldn't understand why I couldn't find it on the app, and everyone was talking about it. But it was because our state didn't allow it. Oh. And now, more than likely, we will be able to do that on Correct. DraftKings. Oh, Correct. I had no idea that was a yeah. thing. And, you know, the prop bets are like um, – over and under on number of touchdowns uh, Todd Gurley is going to score. You know, it's at right. two and a half. So Gurley would oh. have to hit three touchdowns. I like that a lot. You know. Uh, on the same token, uh, recreational marijuana is going to be legal uh, come January. Hallelujah. You are uh, not part of it, but was a part of the original proposal was uh, being able to grow up to five plants at your house. That's not going to be part of this. Yeah. Does that bother you? No, because if it's legal, I could grow five plants. Right. You know, I mean, they're not going to be cracking down on that. Why would they? Um, you know, if you have 20 plants and you're supplying and you're uh, undermining the tax system, right? then, yeah, they're going to they're gonna come after you. But if it's for personal use, I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. And I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying, can you have any plants? Is it three or? Uh, plant, I don't, I don't believe you can grow at all. They want to regulate that. Okay. You know, because if they – let's say they say you could have two plants. You know, now you have an excuse. Like if the landlord were to come up here, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, you know, it's legal. It's a, it's a weed plant. You know, there's no penalty. But if, if it's zero tolerance towards it, then that's – I still would have a problem maybe doing it. Yeah. Because uh, you just got to be able to cover your ass. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, buying weed in the last five years hasn't been that hard. No, and the price hasn't really gone up. Like I've paid right around the same, I believe. I would say prices less. are – more regulated to the point where you know what you're getting and the amount yeah. you're going to pay. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with oil. I mean, the oil is it's a predetermined package, right? With a with an exact amount, and, and you're buying it, and it's it's readily available. Um, you know, it, buying weed in Chicago, I would imagine this is true in most places in the country, is insanely simple, and it's always been simple. But there's like no fear of the law right, right. now. Right. And I know Chicago basically writes a ticket, so that's part of it. Right. Um, but if they want to harass you, they can, which January 1st, they won't. You'll be able to blow smoke on the street and sit on your porch. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be the same. You can't, like, walk down the street with a beer. So I don't think you can walk down the street. How are they going to know the difference, beer. though, you know? Right. Like, these might not be a thing, be an issue. Right. I, I mean, weed, you know the difference. I do think that it That said, I mean, people smoke weed all over. Like, I give tours around Grant Park and, like, you smell about every tour. Yeah. At least. Once in a while, like, a mom's like, oh, there's a skunk around here. And the kid's like, yeah, I smell that skunk, too. And she's like, it is a skunk. <laughs> it's, it gets awkward. Yeah, I'm sure. Small town folks. Yeah. Oh, you put my bread right in the ant zone. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 
for. God damn it. All right. Well, I should have put it on top of the fridge. It's my fault. These fucking ants. Yeah. I, I can't. I fought them. I, last year I went to war with these ants. Let's get them out of here. I've used poison. I've used traps. I've cleaned. I've made shit spotless. They keep coming. Late, lately I've been doing well, but I think it's also the weather. I think when it gets cold, they retreat. You should hire a guy. I might have to. I, I think that's something a landlord should do, though. Then ask him. Yeah, I, I do. I, I want to get this place Ask clean. them if they won't, then just fucking hire somebody. Yeah. I know it sucks. It is something a landlord should do. Uh, Al? Uh, since our last show, your 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 hair is a good uh, what ten inches shorter? Yeah, I lost I lost my hair. All my hair fell out, so uh, I no longer have long hair. I think I mentioned earlier that uh, a lot of people when they when they cut their hair short, it it doesn't work. That works. You've done you've done just you've done okay. Well, I've always thought I look better with short hair than long hair. I've always, you know, I've, I have a more youthful look when my hair is shorter. Yes. And uh, I don't look I as agree. deranged and homeless. What did you hear from uh, coworkers and, uh, and regular? Everyone seems to like it. You okay. know, what, what are you going to say? Was there any guys like, oh, you got rid of the fucking hair, man? No, nobody's been like, oh. Girls. Yeah, there are a couple girls. I'm like, where'd your hair go? Like, uh, you had such nice hair. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Took a lot. It took too much work. People were talking about your hair. Yeah, there was, there was so hair they were conversation. They coming back, and they're like, ah, where'd it go? And then we got quarterbacks who should be able to drink beer. Yes. Can quarterbacks drink beer? Of course they can. Well, Green Bay quarterbacks can. Oh, no, no, they cannot. That that, uh, that limp dick up in uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, they put him on uh, They put him on TV. That's one of the ma- most amazing digs. <laughs> where where does that come from? That sounds like a Sipowitz line. It if I had to guess, like that's I probably. It it sounds very 1995. Yeah. Well, anyways, this yeah. hump up in Green Bay gets. Uh, <laughs> he, he he has the, uh, the the put the camera on him. You know the kiss camera. Only instead of a kiss, it's a uh, you, you chug a beer. Yeah. And they show one of his offensive linemen. The guy chugs the beer. They that's get very the, Milwaukee that they have a chug a beer cam. Sure. They get they get to uh, what do you they get to this Aaron Rodgers and uh, he can't do it. He taps out. Right. Yeah. He, he just he, he gave it a shot. Gave it a shot. It, it, was, it would have been like it's me chugging a beer. I, yeah. I wouldn't do it. Give me whiskey. I'll drink a goddamn bottle. But a beer, not my thing. Do you know that I was the guy, like at college age, I was that asshole that a, no. fr- a friend would be there. We never flaunted it, but if somebody would be there, like at our place at a party, and be like, "You've never seen a guy chug a beer," and I'd never do it, or I'd never be, I wouldn't like egg it on. I would have one of my friends would come to me and be like, "Hey, Terry, it's one of my friends calling me back home. Terry, this guy over here is bragging about how how good he can drink a beer. Why do they call you Terry? How fast? It's a long story. Well, we, I mean, and we he's don't... talking about how how long I can or how how uh, fast he can chug a beer and nobody can beat him. And I just show up, pound a beer, win. We'd go back to the party. Wow. And I was never beaten until I got to Todd's. An yeah. ogre took you down. Leonard beat me the first go. Leonard? That and I beat him the next two times. Embarrassing. I don't even yeah. know. I can't even call you Clark anymore, Terry. I'm two out of three. Unbelievable Leonard. Yeah. That's a disgrace. Well, I pretty much stopped doing it after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> High five. 
Leonard's a good guy. High five. So, uh, your politics don't mix, that's for sure. No, well, he's, I mean, yeah, they do not even come close. Anyway, yeah, uh, he's pro violence. Yeah, he couldn't chug a beer. Aaron Rodgers. But then they go to Mitch Trubisky. Well, yeah, but there's an age difference there. What? Let me tell you something about chugging a beer. As you get older, you are no longer as good as you were. When you were in your early twenties. Oh, this is the, I I've listen. I have made this tell claim me, before. Tell me you don't know about how how bodies work. You I get older. I have made this claim before, yeah. and I'm going to make it again. What is Clark it? Lawrenson is a closeted Packer fan, no. making excuses no, for Aaron Rodgers. I am somewhat shame. I am somewhat knowledgeable in beer chugging. Shame. I am knowledgeable in beer shame. chugging. Shame. I would say that. You said that, you said that you have seen more five star matches than ninety five percent of the people. Yes, I would say that I am by far more of an expert in chugging of beers than you are in knowing what that's. Like. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just with giving that. you the insight on that. It's about age. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that you are more experienced in chugging beers. But every you saw the meme with every uh, NFC North quarterback, right? Like there was the one of uh, Matthew. It had Mitch. It had uh, Stafford. Yeah, and uh, cousins, all of them like had just chugged the shit out of beers, and there's Aaron Rodgers, the only quarterback well, in the NFC North that can't. Well, wait a minute, uh, isn't Kirk Cousins a, a fairly elderly statesman? But he, the pictures from college. I think the pictures of all the other guys are either college or first or second year NFL players. Yeah, you're still making uh, excuses. I'm not making excuses. I'm offering a little bit of knowledge. Fuck the Packers. Wow, car- does that uh, help? Carrot top. Carrot top. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is younger than I would have guessed. Twenty? Yeah, twenty-eight. No. Older? He's Thirty. Okay. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I would have guessed thirty, but you said younger. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, thirty-five. Is he really? Yeah. Thank He's God. He's getting up there. I'm almost Thank done with God. him. Thank God. Get out of here. Fly away, Aaron. Are they going to beat him twice? Or did I the hope Packers so. get that much better. No, I don't think the Packers have gotten that much better. I think at all. the Bears have gotten better. They're, they're, the Packers' offense is really projected to have a, a good year, and their especially defense, with the receiving core. They but. filled up on the draft on defense, did they not? It was okay. Uh, they made some okay moves. Are you concerned at all about Pagano uh, taking over at defense? Well, I uh, I had dinner last week with uh, with Brent, oh, and yeah. uh, he's an indie fan. That's right. That's why we didn't have a show. And uh, Yeah, right. And uh, he uh, He's a fan of the – of the Indies? He loved he's in Indianapolis with the Colts. Or Chuck uh, Pagano made his uh Chuck Strong. Well, from Baltimore to Carolina, he made his uh name. Sure. So uh he he put me at ease cuz I kind of expressed. I'm like, you know, you just don't know going from one defensive coordinator. We both agreed Nick Fangio in Denver is going to be a disaster. But Vic? Yeah. Well, he he's not with us anymore, Clark. We don't need to focus on names. Uh, yeah, I hope he does well, but I don't. It's not going to work. Believe me. That's not good. As the guy who predicted that the Cody uh, Goldust match was going to be as good as it was, what I'm telling you right now. Date? I've got to look this clip up. I've got to save it somewhere and just leave it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, leave it. I'm telling you right now. The, the, the Nick Fangio thing, two years Vic. at best. Vic. Whatever. I'm telling you, he doesn't work with us anymore. You're just bitter because he left. So Chuckles came from Indianapolis. Chuck Strong. And uh, Pagana. Chuck Strong. Chuck Pagano. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Strong, because he, uh, he had the leukemia. Pound sign uh, Chuck Strong. Uh, what did he have? He, got, he Wasn't he sick? Yeah. And then he got cured? 
Yep. And now he's uh, the Bears defensive coordinator. Yes. Well, Brent is saying that this guy is going to be really, really good. So, I think so. Uh, it, he took over uh, Baltimore, the same kind of situation. Yeah. For the coordinator, and uh, they excelled under him before yeah. he got another gig. He, I guess he's kind of a fun coach. Uh, a little bit that like uh, Nagy. Look at that that goofball uh, Madden. You know, Nagy was hanging out with Madden to get to take some last year before he played to kind of get get his vibe. Yeah, that's when they started doing the party, the club dub at the end. Oh yeah, that's something that the Cubs always did. Yeah, yeah, Just building a winning culture. Yeah. Well, he's gonna be gone next year. So Nagy? No, Madden. There's there's a decent chance of that. Yeah. Somewhat. I think if they, I think if he, he might figure out his new role and he seems all right with it. And I, I don't know if he'd stick around. We'll see. Cubs could win the world series. They should get that guy back who they screwed over. The colon guy. Or, uh, the, uh, Rich Rodriguez, the guy that. Rick Renteria. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ricky, Ricky Renteria. He's, he's manager of the White Sox now. Well, I mean, they should bring him back. Because he'd rather work for the Cubs. Sure. Believe me. Absolutely. I know these things. Do you remember last week when Lou called? Oh, and Lou. I explained I and I explained the, what was going on with that baseball, and he I spot on. Couldn't argue. Because oh, I am the foot, I am the baseball uh, expert of this program. So. Did you see the Cubs got swept in St. Louis. Yeah, not a, not a pretty look. No. The one team you don't want. No. That's like losing the Packers. Do you watch Jeopardy? Uh, spoiler alert, yeah. But now that's not a spoiler, right? Well, they announced it on the news as a spoiler on the but, CBS Evening News. But it, Well, in Chicago it's not a spoiler because it show, it's on at 3.30 right. here, but it, that's early. A lot of markets don't play it till later, so like Twitter had a spoiler alert. They didn't show you oh. on it either. So, yeah, a lot of people were spoiler alert. But uh, do you watch? Cause no. You're – you watch television like a person of a of an older age. I watch Judge times. Judy. Plenty yeah. of young people watch Judge Judy. Sure, but a lot of old people. And then do the as evening well. news. So I just wondered if you did watch Jeopardy. I saw like two episodes of this guy. I don't. I uh, I heard all the hype. Yeah, I think you even brought it up on the program. Uh, the Dateline specials. I mean, everybody had a the, the shows I do. The old people shows I do watch definitely covered it. Sure, of course. And I uh, felt like to. I, I read the news stories and it was cool. And I I like it. I like Jeopardy. Like I'm not uh, shitting on Jeopardy. What I like about it is that he has the top ten high scores. So like if this was an arcade game, it would be all his name at the top ten. You know the guy that you usually fucking hated because they always have the top ten yeah. at the arcade. That's him. He has that, but just short of uh, Ken Jennings now. I know a dude. He. Um, his 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 name was Skunk. His Skunk. Okay. And when I went to Burning Man, Skunk had a big van, and he would take all the stuff up there. Really good guy. You may have met him. I think he went to the Billy Joe Shaver. Um, yeah. Whitey Morgan. I remember show. Skunk. Skunk works in the pinball industry. That's why he's such a big vehicle. Oh. And uh, I see him posting all the time when he go. He loves going into bars. Yeah. And just uh, getting those top scores because he's a pinball wizard. Does he? Like go to places where he knows that somebody beat his high score. Is there are there more pinball wizards? I think there are uh, in this tournament. He has to go back to that place. Maybe, maybe because I mean he services the machines in a lot of them. Oh, I believe. then he knows, and he's a repair guy. Oh, so you know he probably looks at the scores and be like, "Hey, I could take this down." But I think you know he's just an enthusiast. Pinball who, wizard. 
you know, if he's going out to a town, he'll go, all right, what bar has good pinball? You know, it's known for pinball. Go there and take a couple scores I saw down. the Who a couple years ago at the United Center. Great show. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're missing uh, the key element. There. We probably only got a couple minutes left here. Yeah. Well, you got to leave? No. They, the well, cutoff? The, the live show. Two got, minutes. Got about how, how long? Two-minute warning. Yeah, I thought we were getting close. All right. Well, I'm done anyways. Yeah, that's it? You got something? You no. got, What do you got to add? I'm, I think I think we got most of it covered over there. I mean, whoa, jeez! I, I do think it's kind of brilliant that AEW uh, throws the Chicago flag in into the logo for All Out. I think that's kind of smart in that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Chicago. A lot of people think that flag is CM Punk. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I saw some people online being like, oh, this is a sign CM Punk is showing up. Like, uh, yeah, no, that's just kind of our flag. Yep. I, I mean, hell, it's I mean, tattooed on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> CM Punk wears it. I don't think CM Punk would ever try to say that's a CM Punk flag. He, right. He wears the Chicago flag. Much like the logo that you're looking at right there, Larcher and Lawrence, of course. Oh, yeah, we That's use not it, a too. CM Punk no, no, no. That's a Chicago thing. Shut up, you marks. If you're going to be a smart mark, be a smart mark. Lori Lightfoot said the word micro today, and I giggled. Dude, huh? She. Piss and vinegar. Piss and vinegar. Fuck off, buddy. I like She's it. also very upset with all the shootings this weekend. Oh. We had a record amount. Everybody. All right, well, don't shoot anybody. Watch wrestling. Let people merge in the lane, even if they're merging late. If you're a quarterback, chug the damn bear. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>